1: Welcome to to the dumbest dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T Bone.
2: She bought me a quart of that ice cream. Of that ice cream, I said, "What the hell's the matter with you? I thought you could control yourself. You've been married to me for fifteen years. You know I can't."
3: Is doctor now going to have to call her up and tell her she's the enabler? You
2: are enabler. Stop bringing him quart of ice cream. He needs to lose two hundred pounds. He to move to Houston. I'd rather die than move to Houston. Die.
1: Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted. Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork and random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir. Sorry, Chewbacca. you want to sack the guy? Is drunk. We're back. Watch out, profanity.
2: Would you not eat my pants? Ah!
1: This is Man
2: and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday. Hello, Bone. Hello, Man.
1: A lot lot of stuff
2: to discuss today, Hello, man. Hello, Bone. We're in the middle
3: of the World Cup. I'm sitting here with you. Nowhere else I'd want to be, Mike. Nowhere else. Right here. You and me. So should I just factor in you not paying attention to anything (laughs) today? No, it's only, uh, I mean, we're in halftime right now, the U.S. soccer game against Wales. Bad day to be a whale. That's what I know. Um, But yeah, there's like a 45-minute window here where it's going to get a little, little touch and go for me. All right, I got it. But then after that, I'm back locked in. We're good. It's a good thing I have plenty of thoughts about things. That's good. So I'll, if you want, you could just step out. <laughs> I'll be glad. to. No, I'll sit here and listen. All right. right, will be like old times for me where I used to listen to you
2: many years ago. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. So here's how it works on a reaction. Monday, 3 o'clock hour, Buckeyes, college football things. 4 o'clock hour, Brownies, Bengals, NFL. 5 o'clock hour, a little flavorful broth. A mix of everything. It is Beat Meat Chicken Week. Officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Jim Harbaugh had his first weird comments of the week. Where well that he, he went out on a limb yeah. and said that Ohio State's gonna be the best team Michigan faces this year. Yeah, think. Thank you.
3: Hey, FYI, I'm gonna guess Ryan Day would probably say similar about Jim Harbaugh. Like that's yeah, Michigan's the best
2: team they're gonna face all year. All right, so we had Maryland. Buckeyes beat Maryland forty three to thirty. I have gone back and forth on this. Uh, today even, my thoughts, part of me says, well, you know what, it was was not the result you wanted, but you you got the win at the end of the day, weird road game in the Big Ten, late in the season, looking ahead to Michigan. Can you really be surprised that things didn't go as smoothly as you wanted? The other side of me says, well, wait a minute. Like, for example, with that, and we'll talk about it in the 4 o'clock hour briefly, that Viking cowboy game yesterday. Yeah. I assume if you're a Viking fan, you just look at that and say, Well, that sucked. Right. I, I didn't want that to happen, but we we haven't seen any of that all season long. This is new to us. So let's just lick our wounds, hope it was an accident and get back at it next week. But if you're a Buckeye fan, you watch that Maryland game, we didn't see a lot of that. We didn't see a lot of, wow, this is new. This hasn't happened. Oops. Looking ahead, we'll get him next week. We're seeing the same things over and over again all season long, whether it's corners, not knowing where the hell they are, whether it's bad penalties on some of these drives, whether it's two-point conversions that you can't get because it's a delay of game penalty. We've seen four, count them, four delay of game penalties on two-point conversion attempts. I don't understand why
3: that's the case. I don't understand. You from know why Ryan that's Day. the case. Well, Because
2: ra- they call the play and then that's not good enough. They have to look back at the sideline where all the coaches are doing wheels on the bus. What's the play? <laughs> wheels is, on the bus it, go around and around.
3: It does feel like there's a lot of like hand motions, which I know that's part of the thing, but at, at some point, I feel like any football offense, but especially this Ohio State offense, is best when it is not... There's not a lot of... Th- like Go with your gut. That would be my message to Ryan Day and the rest of the coaching staff and the players too, but the coaching staff seems to be the ones kind of taking their time, getting all this in. I would say, go with your gut, go with your gut, be instinctual. You're paid all this money for a reason. Cause you're very smart at calling this stuff, especially this week against Jim Harbaugh. You better just be going with your gut. Cause that guy is, he's a space cadet. You need, you are, you are without, if you overthink it, you will mess up against Jim Harbaugh. Don't overthink it. And let's get this stuff going, because the way it went against Maryland for me, which is entirely frustrating, is that this offense, yet again, sputtered with the running game. Why did they sputter with the running game? Perhaps it was because you're playing they ran a guy who has no another business in running back out there in Travion Henderson who wanted to go. I don't blame him for wanting to go.
2: But he clearly was not 100%. I don't understand this whole injury philosophy this season. I don't get it. Whether it's Jackson Smith and Jigba with those two false starts against crappy teams trying to get him out there. It was totally unnecessary. To he's, Travion Henderson has been in and out of this walking boot for like a month and a half. Right. So what's the injury? Wait until he's healthy. He should have been sitting down. Let me ask you a question, Bone. Maybe your answer doesn't agree with mine. But is Travion Henderson at 50% better than 100% Dallin Hayden? Oh, let me let me take you one better. Although, Dallin Hayden, we
3: need to talk about him because he had a great game. 50% running backs in this Ohio State offense are not better than 100% running backs in this Ohio State offense because of the talent you're getting on offense at almost every position, right? Now, maybe that won't be the case in a few years, but Dallin Hayden, big-time recruit, good recruit. Yeah, he's young. He had 146 yards on 27 totes. That was, it, there was not like a 70-yard run in there. That then skewed those numbers. No, the long long was was 18 18 yards. Like this is, the guy was running the football effectively. Now, it wasn't all game, but when they actually went to, let's just give it to one of our guys who's, you know, playing, who's healthy, he was able to look like an effective running back in this offense. And that's nothing against Travion Henderson. It's not his fault. I, I admire him wanting to go out there and try to help. But at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is put your healthiest players out there. Let's hope Mayan Williams is healthy next week, too, to add a one-two punch. Because I don't know, unless Travion Anderson has a magical recuperation this week, I'd like to believe... I'm counting on him for nothing. I'd like to believe the Mayan Williams thing was almost like, let's just let him be 100% next week. And Travion, if he can go out there and give us a little bit, we'll have to rely on Dallin Hayden. But it took him a while to get to the Dallin Hayden decision. Yes, it did. Much too long. And then it finally looked like the offense a little bit. And yeah, man, I mean, I am I am concerned about that, and I am concerned about some of what has happened with the passing game, where it is still not, it's not looking quite like
2: it did even a few weeks it ago. It is, you know, you get in a game that is tight, maybe unexpectedly so, and then it's tight butt cheek time. You know, yeah. we again, it's it's not to me, it's not utilizing the biggest part of the field. How many catches did Cade Stover have? Two, one think something like completely that completely yeah. ineffective completely ineffective they weren't even looking to exploit that matchup right there uh again weird play calling you had a fourth down and one do you line up and try and run no had a weird pass that doesn't work i don't understand why i mean clearly this team is not unfamiliar with getting under center they run i formation <laughs> Right, depending on the situation. Right. Why can't we have C.J. Stroud on on a short yardage play like that? Why can't we have C.J. Stroud just do a little quarterback sneak, just fall forward for a yard? That's all you need. Instead, we're working out of the gun and throwing eleven yard passes that aren't working. It didn't make sense to me. It is, yeah. I'm to say I'm not concerned
3: a little bit about this offense or a lot of bit about this offense, especially with the health of the running game. That's to me the more worrisome thing. If if to go back to your Vikings point. Of, like, well, we just haven't seen this all year. We have seen at times the offense stall a little bit, but the passing game usually is what revives it, right? Like, and and they've been able to run the football too, but usually they get a couple big plays down the field and then all of a sudden everything opens up and looks good again. I think the passing game will be okay against Michigan. I'm not as worried about that. I am worried about being one dimensional. I am worried about having a lot of third downs where you can't get, or you end up, not being able to convert, and your defense has to come back out on the field, and then Michigan grinds them down for like eight and nine play drives where maybe they don't score any points, but then the offense gets the ball back and it's one, two, three, can't run the ball, have to throw it, third down and seven, Michigan's sitting like nine guys in the secondary, and you can't break it down and then you end up punting again and Michigan gets the ball for another like six minutes, seven minute drive. That's what I'm concerned about next week, and that would be something that, to your point, plays to type. That's what
2: this Ohio State offense needs to avoid doing is being one dimensional. I was out of my routine for this game too. Usually I watch the game in the basement by myself. The family knows not to bother me cuz I like to pace back and forth, but mm. it was my niece's birthday, so we had to go over to her house, yes, for a party. Now I I locked myself in their basement, but I can't I can't stop people from coming down and right. talking to me during the game and You know, I'm sort of pacing back and forth, and I'm out of my rhythm, and Kristen comes down, sees the score of the game, and says, what's going on? Are they turning over the football? And I said, no, no, haven't turned the football over once. Well, then what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. First of all, yeah, you usually in a game like this would see turnovers, sloppiness. Well, you had it. Just not from turning the football over. It was another road performance with 11 penalties, 11 accepted penalties. Yeah. More penalties that weren't accepted. You had that delay of game on the two point conversion. They wind up kicking the extra point, gets blocked run back for another two-point conversion the other way. That to me is just as good as a turnover. So even though you look at that turnover stat and there are zeros there, when you factor in the penalties, when you factor in the bad special teams, to me those are turnovers. Yeah. I I am frustrated watching
3: some of the lack of discipline on this team. I want to be a, there's a part of me that wants to chalk some of that up to like that what we were talking about earlier. Of, well, it's Maryland though and it's not the Michigan game and it's hard not to look ahead and all that stuff. You look around college football, and there's plenty of that that was going I, on. I with, understand, with teams being but my question
2: to you caught is, up a little bit. what did you see on Saturday that was new? You're right. I, I Right. It's not something that
3: just happened out of nowhere. And so, as I've been saying all year, Ohio State to win a national championship with the talent that they have, you have to play three or four close-to-perfect games. And you'll win the national championship. I'm not, I'm not saying that's in question. I'm saying if you play three or four perfect football games, you win. And it now they can't be against, you know, Indiana. They've, <laughs> they've got to be against the right teams. They got to be the Michigan game. They got to be the Big Ten championship game. And then you got to have them in the playoffs. But they are still capable of doing that and getting it all right. It is a concern though, if they don't play perfect, can they pull this off? Can they beat this Michigan team? Michigan has, there are plenty of faults of their own. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know you can guarantee yourself, I think, a victory if you play a perfect game. That's how good this Ohio State team is, and yet we really haven't seen that all year long. We have not seen anywhere close to a perfect game. And, out and we're
2: not the only ones saying that. Ryan Day said it last week. He knows it. Ryan Day says we haven't played up to our potential. We haven't played up to our ceiling. All right, more Buckeye conversation coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the
5: Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some heavy slowdowns on Cemetery Road at I 270. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as things get cleaned up. You'll also find some backups on the north side of I 71 southbound between East Broad Street and I 70. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's Save on Antibiotic Free Honest Full Fresh Turkey, just $1.49 a pound, now through November 24th. Get real. i Ray with Fan Traffic.
1: Off topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone.
2: Buckeyes beat Maryland 43 to 30. More conversation about the game after T Bone tells us about water. That's right, Mike. I've
3: had the Connecticut water treatment system in my home now for over two years. We have the whole home water treatment system, K5 drinking water station. So the water that we've gotten, the appliances, whether that's the washer, whether that's the fridge where it's shooting the water out into the you know ice cubes all the way out to the drinks we get. All that water is getting purified. It is getting changed. It is getting the funk taken out of it by Kinetico. They are the best in the business at doing that. That's why we trusted the water in our house to Kinetico. You can do the same thing as I did. KineticoColumbus.com, that's where you go. You can get a water test from them. They can tell you what kind of issues your water has because everybody's water is a little different. They will then come up with a solution that will fit what you need. Different filters for different funks, I guess is the way you could say that. Different strokes for different folks. Mike, you know how that goes. ConnecticutColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water.
2: Thanks, Bone. You're welcome, man. All right, Buckeyes beat Maryland. Of course, we're getting ready for meat chicken. Uh, A large focus on that later today and all this week. Also, we have no idea what our schedule is going to be this week. It all depends on Buckeye basketball. Buckeye Hoops play in San Diego State in Maui tonight. Coverage starts at 8. If the Buckeyes win that game, they will play tomorrow night at 10.30. Doesn't affect us at all. If they lose that game, they play tomorrow at 5, which means pregame coverage starts at 4, which means we're on just for an hour tomorrow. 3 to 4. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was I
3: talking about? They'll play for so, what it's worth. They'll play the, the winner or loser, depending on how they do of Cincinnati and Arizona. Yes. So San Diego State, Cincinnati, Arizona, two of those are the three teams you'll, or you can play two of those three teams in the next two days. Those are some good
2: matchups. We'll see what the Buckeyes end up with, but yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal. Let's talk about CJ for a second. Um, CJ may wind up winning the Heisman Trophy. I have no idea. If I were a voter, which I'm not, I wouldn't vote for him, but he probably will. Is CJ Stroud, is his play right now Instilling confidence in you, mm. it, it
3: it has not it has not instilled like oh man he is playing as well as I've ever seen. Right, him play I know that's a loaded that question point.
2: because it's not all on him. Obviously, it takes a lot of you know gears to make things work, and it's play calling and it's offensive line execution. It's all those things, and it's you know having inconsistent running game behind you where you don't know who's there. You know, I, I understand it's not all him, but. You know, this is a quarterback position. You say, well, they get a lot of the blame. That's right. And they also get a lot of the success, even when it doesn't necessarily belong to them. I am, a, as, a, as a fan right now, I'm not looking at C.J. Stroud with a whole lot of confidence. He doesn't look like he's playing with a whole lot of confidence. Well, let's put it this way. Maybe to like people who are
3: outside of the Ohio State fandom who maybe don't watch this team every single week you see highlights you see the numbers
2: i'm not talking about that i know
3: but i'm saying to those people they might hear that and go why would you say that about cj Stroud? he's the heisman front runner okay and that's true not not in contention not a question but what is also true is that if we have watched him every single snap every single play and seen how good he can be at times aren't we going to be pretty good judges of when we're seeing something that doesn't add up to what he has looked like in the past, right? There are, I think that Ohio state fans who watch this team day in day out, are going to know this better than the national experts, even who are watching everyone and trying to figure out who's the best oh, What are you who's talking about, this?
2: man? I, I love it when, like, Greg McElroy comes in to do one game a year and he's going to tell Buckeye fans how it is. Yeah, you're going to tell me how yeah. good the players are you on the team. I watch film for a day? week. You watched practice for a couple days and yet you're going to come in, you're going to lecture everybody. Oh, I got to tell you, I listened to some Ohio State podcasts this week. Oh, did you, oh, Greg? God.
3: Good. That was so amazing.
2: Glad that's... you did, buddy. <laughs> All I know is
3: this. CJ Stroud has played better than he is playing right now. He has also played worse than he's playing right now. He's not playing he's not like abjectly terrible or anything like that. Again, he is still probably likely to win the Heisman trophy.
2: I know. I'll give you two examples. There were two little things. Well, they weren't little. They were they could have been huge in the grand scheme of things. I said no turnovers, which is technically true, but that weird I don't know if they were running a read option. What the hell was going on? If C.J. for two seconds thought he was going to keep the football with Travion Henderson where you fumble the ball. That was all on C.J. That's not on Travion Henderson. Yeah. That was all on C.J. It was a bad handoff. You lose, what, like eight yards on that play? Mm -hmm. Killed the drive. Yep. And then the pick, which was called back because it hit the ground, he's scrambling around. He's throwing up a Hail Mary. It's first down. Yeah. I could almost understand it if it's third down and long and, well, I'm going to give it a go because this acts like a glorified punt. It's first down and you're making that decision. That's what a quarterback who started two games does. C.J. Stroud shouldn't be making those mistakes.
3: Yeah, it's that's, I guess, where the concern is. And if you're going to say to me that's a, well, it's just a lack of focus because it's, hey, it's the Maryland game. It's not the Michigan game. Okay, that could be, I doubt Number one, I doubt CJ Stroud or Ryan Day or anybody else would look at it that way. I'm sure they would also say, Yeah, this doesn't matter who we're playing, that focus has to be a little bit better. Uh certainly I would think the coaching staff would put some of that on themselves as well. But no, I, I, I believe CJ Stroud is capable of a lot better performances than what we've seen the last few weeks from him. I don't that's not is that hate is that wrong or like I'm no, hating well, on him no, to say like oh, anybody. he's I'm saying I think he's capable of a lot more than that. And I'm hopeful that we see those performances the next couple times out because those are probably going to be the last times you see him as an Ohio State Buckeye, right? You got the Michigan game. Hopefully you have a Big Ten championship game. And then hopefully you got college football playoff games. Max of four games left for this dude in, in Scarlet and Gray with Ohio State. I mean, that's – that's. I want to see the best. I want to see him play
2: at his best because I know he's capable of better. And I I, I still – I will never understand. I know that things are weird in college football. I know things were weird on Saturday. But I don't understand why people just want to toss aside difficulties by saying, yeah, this other team over there, they had problems. Well, good. What does that have to do with the game that you're playing? No,
3: I think all it has to do with is the idea that Ohio State is not alone in perhaps having a rough time. But to to your point, Illinois, I don't know how good they are. I think their defense is pretty good. Their defense is pretty good. But Illinois may be a better team than what Maryland is. So Michigan struggling
2: with them may not be the same thing as Ohio State struggling with Maryland. Right? I know. And one, we, we have to be careful with this. This team did this against this. So we have to, sometimes we do that. Oh, they lost to them in week two. So the same result should apply in week 10. Now that's not, teams grow, th- things change. I get it. But just one week ago, one week ago, this Maryland team scored zero points.
3: I know. But no th- points. I feel like... Talia Tonga played a lot better in this game than he did. Now, maybe that's because Ohio State's defense wasn't as good. I was going to say, what well, do, what do we attribute that to? But also, could it be that maybe he felt a little bit better, could was a be, little healthier could in this be. game until uh, the
2: end, where he was dead? Then, yeah, because he right,
3: he got hurt at the end of the game. Right when Ohio State ended up kind of, you know, putting it away. Not kind of, they did put it away. Here's here's what I will say. I think that you may have just seen the best quarterback that Ohio State is going to see in the big 10 schedule in Talia Tonga And I, I think that goes for next week too. I do not think Michigan's quarterback, any JD McCarthy. Any, I don't think anybody that they have at quarterback is better than Talia Tonga sure going
2: down the list mentally. You could be right.
3: I mean, I'm of, at least of the ones they've played. Yeah. You could be right. right? So, and I don't, I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not there with any of the other guys like, you know, Penn state. I don't think you've played a better quarterback there, right? Maybe a, I mean, these are experienced quarterbacks in the Big Ten, but Talia
2: Tonga vailoa has the ability
3: to do some pretty him special and things. Sean
6: Clifford,
2: right? Probably, I think. All right, new polls are out. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan.
4: Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash still causing backups on Cemetery Road at I-270. Plan on some slowdowns, about a five-minute backup as so they get things cleaned up. You'll also find some delays on the west side of I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on sweet potatoes just quarter nine cents a pound now through November 24th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
0: Every fan knows the right player
1: Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T Bone.
2: Reaction Monday. We have some live action going on right now. World Cup game number one for Team USA up 1 0 against Wales in the 75th minute. Mm -hmm.
3: And I will tell you this I make no guarantees. During the show that no matter what we're talking about, whatever's going on, Mike could be literally saying like, and this is why this is the most important thing I've ever said on the radio in and all my you're years not
2: paying attention. And
3: then all of a sudden, if the U.S. scores and you hear me just ah! like running, just know that's a possibility at any moment of what's about to
2: happen for the next, I don't know, half hour or so. That's still in play. I was going to announce my cancer diagnosis today. <laughs> I hope oh. you don't just scream and yell positive things in the middle of that. <laughs> Although, no, I'm sure people would. That would. You're like, well, yeah,
6: is, that's we my go.
3: wife. You're like, I got prostate cancer, and I'm just like,
6: Yeah! Yeah, get it! Now I can finally move in with T Bone.
3: Oh, that, I don't think yeah! that's
2: my list. Rip off your sleep apnea mask and is turn she, me over. Is she
3: uh, Is she big on like dogs and cats and no. all kinds? Yeah, I was going to say because we got
2: a lot of animals at the house. So yeah. I right, knew Paul's around. Georgia stays at number one. This is the AP. The playoff rankings will come out tomorrow night. Georgia stays at number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. No change there. USC up two spots to five. LSU stays at six. Clemson's up two spots to seven. Alabama stays at eight. Tennessee down four spots to nine. Oregon up two spots to ten. And for what it's worth, Penn State is 11th. All right. That's fine. Is that the, I assume... Only other Big Ten team in there? Yes.
3: Yeah. Who else would be in there? Well, yeah. Certainly not Illinois. No. <laughs> that's that's about it. No one else from that side of the conferences. Who, yeah. Who's winning that division?
7: Did they? Oh, did we I've, figure that out? I don't remember who if Iowa beats out. Nebraska on Friday, it's them, right? Then it's them. It's yes. this. All right.
3: That's going to be a thing, isn't it? That Iowa with this... And, and you know what old man Ference is going to do too? He's going to take all kinds of victory laps like, well, I guess everybody wanted me be, to fire everyone. There should
2: be no victory
3: Right. Lap. It's like you you should be ashamed of winning that conference in the sense of you know that you wouldn't finish better than third on the other side of the conference, at least not this year. I'm not saying that's true every single year, but this is a team that had a barely functional offense for the majority of the season, and you could argue, still has a barely functional offense this year, and yet they're one game against a terrible Nebraska team away from getting another Big Ten divisional championship or whatever we want to call
2: that, and going to play for a Big Ten championship, which is ridiculous. Let's talk about defense. Buckeye defense against Maryland, uh, for the most part, I was very underwhelmed, especially with the secondary, as I've become accustomed to, but. Uh, A couple weeks ago, it was JTT taking over, having one of the best games for a defensive player I've ever seen. And this week, I think it was Zach Harrison. Oh, yeah. Zach Harrison was was the man this week.
3: Yeah, I I really enjoyed watching this. That, his progression from, like, when he first came in, highly touted recruit, and then, I don't want to, I mean, underwhelm is probably the word to use there. I don't want to make it sound like he's been bad I know, or terrible, I know what you're but, trying to say like we people have are, you've had the bosas yes. you've had i just saw chase
2: young was chase activated young, today yeah
3: you've had all these guys that are like number one We've overall we become so spoiled
2: with five-star guys coming in here larry johnson coaching them up and then their first round picks that when one of them isn't a superstar it's surprising
3: yeah or at least like again the standard has almost become is this guy going to be the number one pick or number top three pick in the draft right and it, you know, he's still got a bright future, but he has he has turned it this season into really becoming a force, and this was a great game for him. I think talking about how I wanted to see CJ Stroud playing at like optimal level going into the Michigan game, there are guys on this defense who are doing that, right? For sure Zach Harrison is doing that. Uh I would say that Tommy Eichenberg has been playing at an elite level all year long. So you've you've got some guys on this defense that are playing playing pretty well. It is still though a concern of the back end of this defense, the secondary, how they're going to hold up against an attack through the air. But man, the good news is I, yeah, go ahead. Well, the good news is Michigan is struggling throwing oh, the football. Dude, I'll tell you this. And we don't know what the injury situation is with Blake Corum. We'll get more on that as the week goes on, possibly. But I want Michigan, him at his best. Oh, God. I Right. I, 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 let, hang on. I'll, I'll we'll get right, there. Okay. All right. If Michigan runs the football against Ohio State to the tune of like 300 yards rushing and they just control the game on the ground, I will be really frustrated about that. But I will say, well, Michigan's really going to run the football. That happens sometimes. It sucks, and I'll be I'll be heartbroken. But I will understand it if that's what happens against the Ohio if State that's defense. That's how they beat you, or if that's how they play really well. If they come out and throw it for two fifty or three hundred yards, and you can't get off the field on third and seven it's third because, and eight, then it's
2: because you are bad.
3: Well, that then I will then lose it's my because mind. You are bad because this Michigan passing offense is not good. No, they can't throw. No, and so JJ I'm, McCarthy is not
2: a good quarterback throwing the football.
3: That's why I'm saying if you are able to get, if you are able to have that moment where you can slow them down running the football, I think you can defensively say, we've done enough to win this game. The offense has to do their part. But defensively, if you slow them down running the football, I don't think you're getting beat through the air. I will be shocked if that's what occurs. I hope that's not famous last words here. But yeah, this, this defense for Ohio State has played a lot better uh, at times, especially against the run, that kind of thing. But I, as bad as we've been against the past, I would be shocked if they Michigan can pass the football on this team. Not because our defense has been great, but because Michigan's offense has been poo.
2: I'm not misremembering. Kate McNamara is still there, right? Uh, yes. Like He didn't leave the program or anything. I think that's correct. I don't... I would I, say I there would was not,
7: some report about... I think he's still on the team, but there was some report about him transferring out. Well, I, I that's know. why I'm asking. That's what I
2: heard. Yeah. I, but I didn't know. I didn't know if he was the backup quarterback there, because I can see if if they are struggling throwing the football, Michigan being the they this weekend, I can see them making a move. I mean it's it's weird to think that an undefeated football team would bench their quarterback the last game of the regular season. That's but that's how bad their passing offense right. is right now. Yeah,
3: it's just I don't I don't think that's what beats you, is what I'm saying. I I expect Michigan, Blake Coram or no Blake Coram, they're gonna try to line up and win the game the way they've done it all season long. That's what I am expecting this weekend. Now, if that'll work is a whole other question, but Ohio State knows the, knows the assignment and should be able to hopefully slow
7: it down. Last week, we missed this. He is out for the season. He uh, and underwent knee surgery. Oh, okay. So he all just, right. yeah, he's out. He's done. All right, he's dead. So no move coming. No. At <laughs> least okay. I wouldn't
2: think so. There you
3: go. No move coming, hopefully. Who's their backup quarterback? Uh, Jake Butt
2: no <laughs> i just like no. the name jake butt. i wish it was i wish
3: it was but it's not but still jake butt is a fun name
2: uh they narrowly michigan narrowly escapes illinois mm. they can't throw uh brett bielema was very stupid down the stretch in that game he was stupid he he had some
3: concerns he has had some concerns about the refing, which i understand but quite honestly if you're going to be that
2: dumb at times then you got to know where you are yeah too I mean, why do we pretend? We always talk about we got a plan for every situation. Every coach talks about that. Yet when they're put in these strange situations, they almost revert back to, I don't know what I'm doing now. Their butt cheeks get all tight. You are, you've just lost your last two games. You've lost your last two games. Your destiny was in your own hands. You've blown that. You're now in the big house. You're a 17-point dog, whatever the hell they were. Nobody expects you to win this game. So what are you going to do? Are you Are going to sit back on your heels and wait for them to take it to you? Or are you going to do something about it?
3: Yeah. And I don't understand how, of all people, I would think Brett Bielema would be the type of guy who would push all his chips in and say, all right, man, let's go for it. Yeah, let's he's try. not worried
2: about getting fired. No. He's not going anywhere. He's,
3: he's completely changed the expectations there for Illinois. And they'll, I mean, he's not at, he's not going to be at Pat Fitzgerald level anytime soon, but... You know, you have a few more years like that, You can. I I wonder if he would ever move on from there and just say, yeah, there's no need to do that. I can stay here and pretty much, if I get an eight or nine win season once every five years, they'll name buildings after me here. So why would I leave?
2: There is a certain Buckeye fan, certain type of Buckeye fan I will never understand. We're going to talk about these people coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
1: fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and
5: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of Cemetery Road at I-270. All lanes have reopened in that area and now watching a disabled vehicle on the east side of I-70 eastbound before US-33. Please be very cautious over here as traffic swerves avoid it. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on sweet potatoes just for a nine cents a pound now through November 24th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. And
1: The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone.
2: Happy Monday. It's Reaction Monday. I have something to read. You know where Reaction it is? Monday, sponsored by the Buckeye Law Group. Injured after a car accident? Remember, after 911, call 411-1800-411-PAIN. PAIN. Mm. pain. That's what I'm feeling right now is pain. Do you want a little update music?
3: (sighs) It is in the 90th minute. There's still stoppage time left to be added on here, but uh, probably going to get like eight or nine minutes of stoppage time would be my guess given how these games have gone. U.S. and Wales tied one apiece after Wales gets a penalty called and Gareth Bale buries it from the spot. So, like to see the U.S. win this one. Like to see them win every game they play, of course. But this is the one that felt like if they got three points, makes it a lot easier to get out of this group. They got England on Friday. Going to have a Bone and Beam United watch party. It's after Italian Village. Hope you'll join us there for that. But I am, and I'm nervous about that game. England put it on today. Iran, like six to two. So Iran's got some problems. Yeah. Well, they got a lot going on off the field. Poppy's got some problems. Right. But. All right, stoppage time here. We'll find out what the U.S. gets out of this. Nine minutes of stoppage time. I told you it's going to be mad. Nine minutes for one goal. Did you see the penalty? Was it a valid penalty? I didn't get to. No, because I'm doing the show. No, I didn't get to I, see the. I didn't get to see the call to before. I'm. I'm just saying because everybody in here is like, don't be too distracted. Don't pay attention to the soccer. And then the second after we get off the, we we, we turn the microphones off and you guys are all like, did you see it? What happened? And I'm like,
6: I was watching. I'm doing
2: the show. I don't know what happened. I just looked up, and I saw a penalty kick this is happening. in like doing the show with my wife. You're completely irrational right now.
6: Yeah, because you know, I, I asked you a very
2: simple question. I didn't know if during the break you saw a replay. No, I haven't seen a Dope. replay. That's what I'm, I'm asking you. I'm watching the
6: game. The games, that's what All I'm right. watching.
3: I don't know. I haven't Jesus. seen a replay. Who got the kick? Christian Bale? <laughs> Gareth
2: Bale and Christian Bale.
1: It doesn't matter what your name is. All
2: right. Michigan Welsh narrowly escapes Illinois on Saturday. A field goal kick wins it at the end. I know you're out there because I heard from you. Oh, I Buckeye fans that. that were rooting for Michigan to win this game. My father-in-law is one of these people where he All said, right. it makes the game bigger. It's like, what do we need, gimmicks? Let me tell you something, man. If you got the best food at your restaurant and you have a great location, you don't need to put like 899 buffet signs up in the window. Right. You don't need to convince anybody of what you have. This is the greatest rivalry in sports. The game doesn't need to be bigger. You know what I want? If you're a true Buckeye fan that hates your rival, you want them to lose every damn week. I don't need this game to be big. I need my team season to end in success. I don't know why that's a foreign concept. I don't care about what Greg McElroy thinks of this game. I care about my team beating Michigan, and I don't need them to be at full strength. If Blake Corum doesn't play, fine with me. Just like they're not going to shed any tears if our running backs can't play. Want to you know why? Because they're in it to win it. If the Buckeyes lose to Maryland on Saturday night, they're laughing at us, as they should be. And if Michigan loses to Illinois, we're laughing at them, as we should be. What kind of Buckeye fans are you?
3: Well, you know what you know what kind of Buckeye fans you sound like is like spoiled rich kids. You sound like a trust fund baby. And you know what? To be fair, the Trestles and Urban Myers of the world put a lot of cash in that trust fund for us, haven't they? Over the last twenty years, we got a lot of cash that was sitting there accruing interest, and we're all like, "Yeah, we got the money. We're good. It's in the bank." And then that's what you get is sometimes those very very rich kids who've never had to work a day in their lives who go. You know, I really want to feel what it's like. I wish I knew what it was like to, I don't know, dig a ditch. That'd be, I want to do hard work. And it's like, do you go ask the guys who dig ditches, go ask the people who actually do the hard work, how tough it is. Ohio state has had the beauty and the wonder and the joy of the last 20 years of mostly kicking that ass from Michigan. And now all of a sudden we're getting spoiled and we're saying, I just want it to be the best team I've ever played before. Shut up. What are you talking about? I want Michigan to lose. I want Ohio State to beat them. And I want Ohio State to beat them. And I want every other team to beat them as well. Because when Ohio State beats them, it feels great. And it feels great regardless of if they're 11-0, and 0-11, or anywhere in between. Because it's Michigan. I
2: prefer 0-11. Right. I want to see all the hope and life drained from their eyes.
3: I'm just saying, doesn't it sound like a bit like the guy who's like, Yeah, I want to buy a Lamborghini. My dad could pay for it, but I want to work for it myself. It's like, Oh, do you? Wow. That's great. You sound spoiled when you say stuff like that. You sound spoiled when you say, I want Michigan. I want to beat them, but I want to beat them the right way. I want to beat them. I want them to lose. I hope we beat them by 100. I hope they're so bad they consider disbanding their football program. That's how bad I want Michigan to be. Don't you? Does anybody remember last year? Yeah! You don't have to look back 20 years to your point. It was last year where we got a good taste of what it is.
2: If Michigan loses on Saturday, if they would have lost on Saturday to Illinois, I find it hard to believe that a more fired-up Michigan (laughs) team is going to come in here on Saturday. (laughs) They're going to be questioning everything they've done. They're going to be defeated and deflated, and they're just going to be waiting They're going to be waiting for the Buckeyes to step on their throat and end it all. Now, instead, you've got false hope and sticking out the chest and we almost lost, but we survived. We're ready. I don't want that. I want defeated, demoralized Michigan. That's what I want. It almost feels
3: like, again, another analogy I'll give you is Apollo Creed, right? Where his trainer's like, he doesn't know it's a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. Like, I want it to be a damn show. I want it to be like Ohio State's just toying with Michigan. I don't want Michigan to be actually good. What are we talking about? When do you want them to be actually good? I want them to lose big all the time. I want it to be over in the first quarter. I want us to have a dozen highlights by halftime that are all timers. That's what I want. I don't want to wait till the fourth quarter to see a breakthrough. Was
2: the spot good? I hope there's no spot to be oh, good. You're preaching what the are we choir talking funny. about? I don't need any of that. Oh, it's a game's not a game unless you have a bleeding ulcer. Uh, no, it's no. Unless you have to go to the hospital, that's a real game. I want the
3: backups, backups, backups to get in so they can experience the beauty of kicking that ass. I don't want there to be some question in the four. It'd be great if C.J. Stroud has to dig deep and throw a touchdown pass on a third and 19 and throw a prayer out there and it makes a great play and it's on Sports know, What's also great is if C.J. Stroud is laughing in the third quarter and him and everybody else in that stadium is
2: partying because it's over. That's way more fun to me. And you go to the recruits' house and you put the tape in the VCR. I don't know what you're taping the VCR. I don't know why I said that. You you know what I
3: mean. It's new as old, old as new, retro.
2: Yeah. Let me show you what we did to our biggest. you're considering that school? Yeah. Look at this. You want to go to there? Here's us laughing against them with those gross colors and their dumb looking helmets. And look at this. Somebody said to me yesterday. Said I hope Quorum's okay because I want Michigan at their best. Oh my god! Get out of my face! Look, get out of my face! I'm not wishing for anyone to be hurt. But no, if,
3: but he is hurt. We yeah, didn't do if it. The op- right. <laughs> if the option is
2: team at full strength or team not at full strength. I'm not strength. saying go with a sledgehammer and take somebody no, out, but no, if it happens, it happens. No, it's, no not if it happens, it happens. No, it's- not a sledgehammer right. thing. You know what I mean. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> right.
3: So I want to be clear. No, we hope no, everyone's that's healthy. not what I mean. But if they're not, it's not. I'm not shedding
2: a tear for it. I'm not shedding a tear if not, if not everyone's at full strength. All right, Bengals, Browns, NFL things next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. And traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and
5: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on the east side of I 70, eastbound before US 33. A disabled vehicle on the right side causing some heavy backups. Traffic is slow from Livingston Avenue in this area, about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. A traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has you covered for all your custom printing just in time for the holidays. And right now at Staples, you can save 40% on custom holiday cards and invitations. In store only, offer ends in 1217. Exclusion and restrictions apply. Explore more at Staples, the Working and Learning Store.
0: Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Happy Monday. It's Reaction Monday. Tonight on the fans, Buckeye Roundtable at 6. Two big hours of Ohio State conversation. I have the full guest list for tonight. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's go. All right, so it's Skip Mossick. Yep. Paul Keels. Yep. Jim Lachey. Yep. Coach John Cooper, yep. Ryan Day, yep. Tim May, yep. Archie, yep. And Matt Andrews live from Maui, nice. Where I've been told he has already impregnated several of the local <laughs> women. <laughs> okay, I, that's good.
3: I hope he's got I hope everyone there gets like. The, do you just get a shirt like an Ohio State themed? I'm sure that all the coaches have like a Maui themed shirt, of right? Of course like, they do. It's, they've a, all got to have the Hawaiian those, themed shirt. I would hope. I'm
2: gonna get laid.
3: <laughs> what what did you say there matt i didn't understand i it. get
2: laid is what
3: okay. i said oh yeah like a lay yeah i get laid. off the plane you get laid right away that's what they do they put a lay on your neck mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about totally got that i'm from the mainland jump on me <laughs> is that is that what you say when you get there jump on me jump on me that's different I than i want to wh- be on you wisconsin has jump around yeah hawaii has jump on me
2: It's over. It's United over. States and Wales one-one tie. Um, so you should have heard this guy screaming in here.
3: Well, I am screaming because it's tie game. It's in stoppage time, and our goalkeeper is fifty yards from the mouth of the goal, chesting a ball. Oh, chesting he's, it. He's chesting he's it, Mike. Chesting it. Chesting
6: it back hey, to he's
3: a- chesting in Maui. Chesting it to a Welsh player, who then's teeing it up and then. Matt Turner's, like, sprinting back to get into the goal. And meanwhile, their guy is like, maybe I should kick it to the empty net that our goalkeeper just left? And so I'm screaming, also screaming at whoever it was. Maybe it was Greg Berhalter. I don't know who decided to put in Jordan bleeping Morris over Gio Reyna. But Bone and Beam United, full, reac- or what? That too. full recap of all the action. Beam and I are going to do one every day of the group stage of the World Cup. So go find it wherever you find podcasts. You'll hear
2: me talk more about soccer, if that's your thing. I'm excited to listen to that. Uh, Buckeye basketball playing San Diego State in Maui tonight. Coverage starts at 8. If the Buckeyes win, they play tomorrow night at 10.30. If they lose, they play tomorrow at 5, which means we're only on from 3 to 4 tomorrow. So adjust your lives accordingly. Football from yesterday. Bengals get a gritty road win in Pittsburgh. No Jamar Chase, obviously... Joe Mixon concussed. P. Ryan did it all. Three touchdowns, baby. Yeah, uh, look.
3: I don't care. Gritty, ugly, whatever term you want to use. Didn't play all the way you wanted to play all the time. Better than You should be better than the Steelers. You shouldn't Shouldn't have been that close. It's the NFL, man. You did what you had to do. It's the NFL. It's November. You grinded out a victory with some of your guys not out there and still found a way to get the W. You're six and four. That's, that's the definition of being able to be a professional football team and an organization that you can probably feel good about. If you're a fan, I'm not saying everything was perfect and I'm not saying you shouldn't be mad about some things going wrong there, but right now all you're trying to do is stack up some W's and get to a point where everyone's healthy and you're rounding into form at the right time. So you can make another run. That's still a month and a half away from where you really need to be rounding into that form. So for Bengals fans, I don't blame you if you're a little mad about how the season's gone so far, but Six and four, W over the Steelers. That sounds good to me.
2: Better than the Rams. Yeah, better than a lot better of teams that the had team a lot that of beat expectations. You in the Super Bowl, right? Jesus, are they? Bad. You're
3: still, you're still in a place where you could potentially make it back in the playoffs, make a run, and do something. Did you like the White Unis again?
2: Yeah, that's that's fine. It was, you know, what Kristen calls those. What does she call? them? She said the Bengals are in the Siegfried and Roy's again. Mm-hmm. That's that's about right. The White yeah. Tigers. Yeah, they do look like that.
3: All I know is when you're playing the Steelers, it's a nice contrast. If you had just gone with your orange helmets and your normal look, but whatever they want to, want to wear the whites. I get it. That's fine. Do your thing. I still, I'm not as concerned about the Bengals as I know maybe some fans are because they don't look like the Bengals should right now. They're grinding out wins. That's a good. That was a good win for them. Now, when everybody's back and
2: healthy, yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled about that if that's week right, 17. If they're still struggling, then right. yeah, we can have that conversation. But they did what they had to do yesterday. Browns lose to the Bills. Of course, this game was in Detroit. Couldn't run. Couldn't stop the run. No. End of story.
3: Well, yeah. End of story uh, other than this. This coaching staff should... I don't ever want to hear from anyone who calls football games telling me that this coaching staff is smart or good at what they do. This coaching staff, all of them. It's not just Joe Woods. It's everyone. Your defensive staff, poor. Your... your Players on your defense love to, I mean, they. it's like they get to the field and say, you know what I can't wait to do today? And then the fans would go stop their offense. You go, no, 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 no. Once we give up the inevitable, terrible touchdown that we give up, once we leave Stefan Diggs just running free in the end zone, in the red zone, we just decide, hey, eh, who needs that guy, right? Why even look to where he is? The guy who has the most receiving touchdowns in the league. After that happens, what's really fun is we're all going to get together and argue about whose fault it was. We're going to all, that's our, that's what we love to do as the Browns defense, is point fingers and say, it's not my fault, it's this other guy's fault. That's bad on the defense. This offensive coaching staff, too, Stefanski, multiple times, you have like a fourth and one, and you're running dumb pass. play. Like, what are we doing? I don't, it makes, it boggles my mind how these guys get the label of being
2: smart. And geniuses and all these he other things about Stefanski beats the Steelers. Oh, that's what right. What more could you want? That's right. Who was it that said that earlier this season, complaining <laughs> about Browns fans complaining? I don't know. Don't you know what you have here? Well, you haven't had a coach that beat the Steelers since Bill Belichick. Give this man a new contract. This is a game that
3: the only chance the Browns had, truly, of winning it was playing it in a snowstorm where everything would just throw out everything and just who wants it more and who can push each other around. I'm still convinced the Browns would have found a way to lose that game if they could have played it in Buffalo. I know they couldn't. But once it went indoors, you knew. Stefanski's going to try to call all kinds of trickeration and dumb plays that end up not being what this team's identity should be, and that is running the football. And they couldn't do it against the Bills. They didn't try to do it that much against the Bills. Throwing it 41 times because you're down most of the game. This is just... It's a bad offense. It's a bad team. And Kevin Stefanski's a bad coach. He needs to go. Are you officially declaring that? Yes. Dead? I I would have declared it a few weeks ago. I guess I didn't make that clear. Yes. Fire Kevin Stefanski. I I haven't heard
2: you say that yet. That's why I'm surprised.
3: Happy Thanksgiving. Fire Kevin Stefanski. Merry Christmas while we're at it, too.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. Let's get him out of there. And can I also... I I saw a story today about Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. Mm -hmm. And he's just... That team is... Awful. They're 3-7. and seven. Offense is terrible. They go out and hire Nathaniel Hackett because he's an offensive guy. Yes. Right? You go out and get Russell Wilson. Gave up a ton of draft collateral form. Gave him a new deal. That offense is terrible. They changed play callers on Sunday. Didn't matter. Offense was still bad. You lose again to the Raiders. Raiders have three wins. Two of them are against the Broncos. <laughs> Disgusting. That's pathetic, right? But I'm reading an article today about Nathaniel Hackett and how things are so bad in Denver that they may wind up firing him. After this season, even though it's his first year on the job. And the tone of this article is, can you believe what a cruel, terrible business this is? I'm, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for actual people that are fired around holiday time because they don't know how they can buy presents for their kids and all this other crap. These coaches will get millions of dollars to go away. Yep. Yes, I guess professionally, it's hard when you can't live out your dream and you just fall ass backwards into more opportunities. You think Nathaniel Hackett's going to be done? Someone yeah, he'll, will hire him. So he'll go back to Green Bay and cash some more checks. Same thing with Kevin Stefanski. When we sit here and say, fire Kevin Stefanski, it's not the same thing as, fire Walmart, greeter. Right. We're talking about giving this guy millions of dollars to go away because he's not good enough at this very specialized skill.
3: I Look, man, you and I, we entered into this profession knowing full well what it is. We get judged every day on if this show is any good or not. And it's not even like, I'm not talking about like Twitter or Facebook or where people might say, I didn't like that you said this or I didn't like you say that. There are numbers associated with what we do. There are ratings. You can check into all that if you want to, but the point is we knew that going in. So if they looked at it and said, hey, by the way, these aren't really good, we're going to have to let you go. That would suck for us, but that's what we entered into. I'm quite sure every football coach ever that has gotten to the NFL or the college ranks, they know what the stakes are. They know absolutely without a doubt. You win football games, you're probably going to stick around. you lose a bunch of games over a long enough period of time, they're going to have to move on from you. That's not a shock. But like you said, in the NFL, if you're a head coach and you get fired, they give you millions of dollars to deal with your loss. So, yeah, I don't feel bad for saying that, a professional football coach occasionally is not good at professionally coaching football for millions of dollars.
2: I don't feel bad about that. So what do you got, Brownie? Boy, you have Tampa Bay at home this week, right? Mm-hmm. At First Energy. Then it's at the Texans. That's, then, it's, uh, then it's Deshaun Watson Deshaun time. Deshaun Watson time. He's back. With any luck, they'll be 3-8 and eight
3: and pretty much out of any playoff picture ever. They're out of it now. I know they are, but They're I'm just done. saying, like that's, that's about what the Browns... Are, are at at this point you are pretty much at the level where deshaun watson will come back and he might help you get back close to 500 maybe that's not going to i don't think that's going to get
2: you back in the I'll, playoff picture fine i'll that's ask the same best, question that's best case scenario is he stopping he's the run? awesome is he right. playing defense right he's not deshaun watson just being there makes joe woods
3: less stupid No, the only hope is that they execute better on offense and then they have more points to play with on defense. But but that doesn't seem to matter because, meanwhile, everybody on the defense is going to be pointing fingers and all the coaches are going to be up there trying to look at which math equation they want to go with to call a play. So, no, I don't think that's going to fix your internal absolute problems with the Browns. It's just maybe it helps you get a few more wins and make it look a little better. I just don't think Deshaun Watson, even if he's great, even if he is like the best passer you've ever seen, I I don't think that changes things to the tune of suddenly they're a playoff contender
2: more NFL conversation coming up next common man and T-Bone on the fan fan
4: traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center
5: good afternoon still watching a disabled vehicle on the right side of I-70 eastbound before US-33 traffic is backed up to Livingston Avenue in this area we'll also find some slowdowns on North High Street north of Morse Road an accident there as well caution is advised as cars swerve to avoid it this traffic report is sponsored by Tim Hortons tis the season at Tim Hortons with five festive peppermint beverages to satisfy your holiday cravings and now Tim's Rewards guests can get a one dollar median Peppermint mocha ice cap on the app. Naturally and artificially flavored. Limited time. U.S. only. Valid online or in the app. can supply. Only NRA with fan traffic.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Barely famous.
1: Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone.
2: The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. It's Reaction Monday. I hate Mondays. Because I have so much that I want to get out And I feel like I can never get it all out. I know it's it's one of those uh, tough things because we load, especially in
3: football season, we load ninety percent of the games that we would want to talk about into two days, and so then we have to sit around on Monday and go, "Hey, all this stuff that happened over the weekend." Where if we could just, I'm not saying I want to change it to where we have games every night, but I do. Once, like if we just have a few games a day to just, this is only for you and me. And for the people who do this for a living where it's like, yeah, I'd like to space the content out. That's really the only reason I want that.
2: Monday Night Football tonight, 49ers and Cardinals in Mexico City. Colt McCoy will start again for Arizona. You can listen to that game on 1460 ESPN if you choose. Ravens beat Bad Baker. Yes, he's back mm-hmm. out of necessity. And the, uh, the Panthers. Let me ask you this. The Ravens are 7-3. and three, And I don't think they do anything well. Do you disagree? Um, no.
3: I think that, I don't, yeah, I don't think they are ex- excellent top
2: three in the league in any one They're going to win this division. Right. They're going to host a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they do well. And you know what? I don't think they do either. Well, if you ask John Harbaugh right now, what's your identity as a football team? I don't think he can answer you. I'll say this. I don't think it's
3: a... given that the Ravens are going to host a playoff game just yet. I do think the Bengals have something to say about that. We have a long long way to go yet before we get there. Seven more games. But yeah, I I think the reason that they are considered a lock to be a playoff team pretty much is because nobody else in this division has really played their best football either. So they've played the least bad football, if that makes sense, of the four teams in their division, which isn't saying a ton. But that also means they've been able to rack up some wins, and when you only have to score 13 points and you can end
2: with a fairly comfortable victory at the end of all of it, that's not too bad. Eagles needed a big fourth quarter to come back and beat the Colts. I oh. saw after the game that, uh, what's his name? Their new head coach? Nick Sirianni. Oh, yeah. He uh,
7: he was very emotional. What are you yelling at me for, Teddy? No, that's what he was doing. He was yelling was like that's for Frank Reich, that's my guy. Oh, oh yeah, I just I see take you that. waving your arms no. over there. No. Yeah.
2: Yes, he was very emotional, like, Yeah, take that. They fired my mentor. I showed you. I was like, yeah, you showed them. Hey. You almost lost that game. You played terribly. Now, good news, you came back, you won the game, congratulations, but
3: I also think it's funny that these coaches will if you ask them like, do you take every game? And try to be as focused on that game in the moment. And they would all say yes. And if any of our players aren't that way, that would be a problem. Because we need to come in day in, day out. It's the NFL. Every team can beat you. And then they play a game where it's like, oh, these guys fired my guy? Man, bleep them. Now we got a coach. And it's like, one, you didn't really do that in this. It's not like you wowed Jeff Saturday to the point of like, he goes, oh, I see why. Now I get it. We showed him. Right. You didn't do that. But also... Shouldn't you do that every? Shouldn't you play like and coach like they've they've fired someone you love or they've taken something from you that you care about? Wouldn't you play like that every week? It's the NFL. I I don't understand that from these coaches who probably have the mentality our guy should go out every week and execute regardless of who you're playing, and then he comes back and is super emotional about it. It's kind
2: of weird. Patriots beat the Jets ten to three. That game was disgusting to watch. Patriots essentially win the game oh. on a walk off punt return touchdown. That's I, the only touchdown of the game. Unbelievable that that's how that went. And I may have some bad Jets numbers for you in yikes. Right. They, Coming up later. They, I don't know
3: what to make of the Jets, right? Oh, I am rec- Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Their record indicates that they're care. still a halfway decent team. I don't think they're very good at all. I have no idea how they beat the Bills. Oh, I don't either. I have that makes no, no sense. idea. That makes no sense. It's, it's one of those that I'm going to choose to put in the category of The Bills have just had like a three or four week kind of swoon. The the NFL, and then the NFL graciously allowed them to play the Browns in a dome. Look at that! And they got got right out of they got right out of their funk and they're back, baby. The Bills are so
2: bad, so inconsistent. They fired their head coach during the season. The Colts came within an eyelash in the same season, beating the Chiefs and the Eagles. Doesn't make any sense. Explain that one.
3: Well, the only way to explain it is it's the NFL this year, and it's been a lot more parody than usual. I would say even more so than usual, but there's just been a lot of those games that don't make a lot of sense. I mean, we can talk about one of them with Teddy's team, if you want to get to that. Like, I didn't... Teddy? I didn't... Look, I didn't doubt that the Cowboys could beat the Vikings. We talked during the week that the line was like, what, a point and a half for the Cowboys? Cowboys, yeah. I didn't see a four no. like a
7: thirty-eight point beatdown. I didn't see that coming anywhere. No, and watching that game was unbelievable because the Cowboys just thoroughly dominated that game. There was no point in that game where I was concerned or worried. It was almost like it wasn't even fun watching the game because they did whatever they wanted to do. I couldn't remember a, a def- or Dallas performance like this where they dominated since, um, I'm sure it's happened, but to me it was like 30 years ago when they beat the Bills in the Super Bowl, 52-17. to 17. Right? It was like that. It's like, this is nothing. We're just rolling through. Well, especially because if you
2: look at the way it's been trending where... You know, Kirk Cousins is fine. He's doing things, but the Vikings have gotten where they are because they're playing good defense and because they're running the football. Yeah. And the problem with the Cowboy defense, is, you know, Teddy, recently they have not
7: been able to stop the run. No, they cannot stop the run. So you're
2: going on the road to Minnesota. You think you're in for a world of pain and you're right. It was a complete laugher in all aspects. You know, what it
3: kind of reminded me of is this happens more in the NBA, where you have 82 games, yeah. So sometimes you have two or three guys that are banged up. It's the th- third and four nights that they've played. They've been on the road for all of them, and after the first quarter, they're down by 25. And the team's like, we collectively all are just going to silently nod at each other and realize we're not in this one tonight. We're not trying. Yeah, it was everyone like kind of knows. It's like, yeah, that's fine. We'll get them next time. It's no big deal. It's one of 82. You don't typically see that in the NFL, where you only have 17 of these, and the Vikings clearly knew the stakes knew that this was a big game for lots of reasons this gives the cowboys a lot more hope of getting a better seed than them down the road you know i mean this keeps them in that discussion so yeah that's that's a bit of a problem for the vikings and i would be questioning a lot of things if i were a vikings fan after that one
2: rams lose to the saints they're dead and bad just terrible matt stafford left again he may be concussed who the hell knows i just want to say you could be saying all of that about the Saints
3: and be accurate, but you were talking about the Rams. The Rams are, are even dead and bad, worse and, Andy dead and bad. Andy Dalton looked
2: like a wizard
3: yesterday. Well, no kidding, but they're still. I don't. I don't think the the Saints are anything. I don't think they are turning this around necessarily. That's more of a testament to me that the Rams
2: are just awful. Giants lose at home to your Lions. My, <laughs> Lions. your Lions. You love them? No, I didn't. I have said I thought they could be better than maybe well, what they were last go. year, and they
3: were starting to turn the corner a little bit, but. I didn't have them beating the Giants on the road.
2: That was a that was a pretty shocking upset there, but good to see them getting it done. Broncos continue to be a dumpster fire. They lose at home to the Raiders in overtime. We talked about that where they're discussing firing Nathaniel Hackett. Well, that's what I would think the One is, year into that.
3: Here's the biggest concern I would have if I am a Broncos fan is that you did change up play calling duties and still not great you're calling plays for Russell Wilson to basically go out and throw it late in the game where if he could slide and kill the clock, maybe you have a chance of winning that game. And instead he throws it out of bounds, stopping the clock. And afterwards the answer is like, yeah, we wanted to kind of end the game right there. We want to try to, you know, do something that would put the game away. It's like, that's fine, but you're not, that's not smart. That's not working with the clock the way that you needed to, to be able to salt these games away. My concern is if I'm a Broncos fan, is that all just going to be fixed by coaching? Or doesn't matter who you have coaching, it's your quarterback that's the issue. Yeah. I don't know the answer. He potentially on that. went out and traded for a bad player. Right. I mean, their their only hope is that they get a new coach, a new voice in there, and Russell Wilson turns back into what he used to be, something that we haven't seen now for a few years, but there's a chance that's never coming
2: back and you're just stuck with him. Justin Fields is dead. Details next. Common man and T Bone on the fan.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing some heavy slowdowns on the east side of I-70 eastbound before US-33, it is still causing some delays in that area. You'll also find backups on North High Street north of Morris Road. A crash there as well. Caution is advised. traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Shop the Black Friday sale for the gift of better sleep. You'll get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $700 on select mattresses from top brands. Plus, we'll add a free adjustable base to qualifying purchase. Shop in stores or at MattressFirm.com. Only an array with fan traffic.
1: Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes,
2: back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday, it's Reaction Monday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. Coming up one hour from now, the segment that's not a segment, yikes. Uh, Justin Fields, Bears lose again yesterday. They lose to Atlanta. 27-24, to but it was close. Hey, that's man. It was this close is, and fantasy bros love Justin Fields. I'll tell you, man, like as
3: a, as you being a Bears fan, not me, I want the Bears to be good for you. I think that would be a very interesting development in your fandom. And Justin Fields has done some very interesting things this season. He has turned himself into a much more dangerous player. Certainly a player that you could say has much more of a future than it looked like he was going to. But I don't know what to do with the idea that Justin Fields, the miraculous, ridiculous, he's now an all world type of player. His line for yesterday was 14 to 21, 153 yards, a touchdown a pick. sack four times. Sacked four times, passer rating of
2: 84, uh, 85, ran, ran 85 ran for 87 yards, 87 yards on the ground. Yeah. Not, uh, nothing to sniff
3: at, 85 no, yards on the ground. Here's,
2: but here's the problem this is not sustainable. He's the same people who look at what Kyler Murray did the first couple weeks of the season, you know, with those ridiculous comebacks and overtime and running around in the pocket and say, why didn't he play like that all the time? Because you can't. It's not sustainable. Justin Fields carrying this load, taking shots like this that running backs take, this is not sustainable. I said it three weeks ago, and I'll say it now. And I'm looking at this injury report. Where he pretty much admitted yesterday, yeah, I was too hurt. I shouldn't have been out there the last drive of the game, but I'm a gamer. Like, all right. And why are you so hurt? He hurt his shoulder a couple weeks ago, right? Then he hurt his hamstrings, still getting treatment on his hamstrings. Yesterday, he hurt the other shoulder. So he's dealing with two shoulder injuries. Both hamstrings hurt. This is what happens. When you're out there acting like a quarterback and a running back at the same time in the National Football League. He's not a superhuman. He's a guy. You can only do this for so long. This is not sustainable. Chase Claypool. All I heard from Bears fans was, once we get Chase Claypool in this offense, Justin Fields will finally have someone to throw to. How's that going? Would would you like to hear what Chase Claypool's done since going to the Bears? Yeah, go ahead. Against Miami. Two catches, 13 yards. Against Detroit, one catch, eight yards. Against the Falcons yesterday, two catches, 11 yards. All I heard last week was, Chase Claypool finally gets it. He's going to get more playing time this week. And yesterday, three targets, nothing. Well, Nothing.
3: It's not to say that this couldn't evolve into something, but your, your point is well taken. Let's say Justin Fields, and, and before people go there, like, Lamar Jackson, right? Well, he's able to do things with his feet Don't and compare. there's no comparing Are these you two out guys. Of your mind? Lamar Jackson can flick it 60 yards in the air with almost like a blink and it goes Justin Fields, who I thought had a pretty decent arm when he was here. Doesn't seem like we've seen that at the NFL level, not to the degree that I've wanted to, and certainly not with the accuracy you would have hoped. But yeah, if he were able to make defenses respect what he could do down the field, then it would be a whole different ball game. But they don't right now. And teams are going to say, yeah, we'll let him run the ball. We'll keep him in front of us. He'll get some first downs and make some nice we'll plays. Be, we're
2: going to beat the hell out but of we him. we're
3: going to hit him hard then the every time we can. quarter rolls
2: around. He's going to be so beaten up, he can't do anything. And that's pretty much what's happened. Now,
3: here's the other question I have for you. Can you build an offense around him that you then say, oh, yeah, next year going in, that's the plan? Well, he, but... Because if, let's say... Is it this, this offense they're Well, that's they're what running? I'm saying. If he's going to run this offense and get pummeled every week, chances are good that by the end of the season, middle of the season, he's going to be injured enough that he's not going to be able to play. Yes. No, it's not sustainable. How many other guys are you going to find who could back up Justin Fields, who can run the ball in the way that he can? Zero. Right. So you're going to either have to go to a wildcat offense with a true running back back there, or you're going to have to change your offense whenever you have a backup quarterback in, and that's going to mean... Totally different looks, totally different ways of doing things. You're not geared around running the ball first anymore. I just don't think it's likely you're going to find another quarterback who is as dynamic that's as he my, is. That's my problem. with running when, the ball.
2: You know, last week, everybody was talking about how Chase Claypool's having a hard time picking up this offense. My question was, well, what's what offense? He's probably asking that. What offense are we running? Because right now the offense is just let one guy run all over the field. Right To your point, if that one guy can't do it, how are you going to run
3: that offense? Well, and you might argue, well, sure, but when you have great quarterbacks, which I'm not, Justin Fields should not be compared to these guys, but let's just for sake of argument say, how is that any different than if you have Josh Allen and he's your quarterback of your offense and then you get him hurt, right? Yeah, special players do a lot of things that other players, replacement level players, can't do. But that offense for the Bills would still have a more functional base that a quarterback who could stand back there and pick apart defenses, that quarterback would still be able to make some plays in that offense, right? I would think a guy like, and I know he's not great with the Browns, right? But Jacoby Brissett could probably pop into the Bills'
2: offense and run that somewhat Well, they had Mitch Trubisky running that last year. Sure. Mitch Trubisky is very poor man's Josh Allen. Right. He, can, he, he can do all those he can, things. Right.
3: I don't think there's a guy in the NFL that does what Justin Fields does outside of, again, maybe Lamar Jackson. Like, no one that is good enough that you could say, oh, yeah, come be my backup. No one that you would say, yeah, that guy can be the backup quarterback here. There's no one that could run the offense that Justin Fields is kind of running. But it's also not an offense that's going to keep him healthy. And I know this is such a minor point, but I think it's worth making. It's also an offense that isn't winning a lot of games right now. Maybe the answer is yes, if you give him... I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line from Emmett Smith's heyday. And if you give him like a ton of great wide receivers and two studly backs, yeah, then the offense would look a lot better. The Bills haven't shown the ability to do that. Bears. What did I? Oh, yeah, Bills. Not Bills, Bears. All I know is the Bears haven't shown the ability to do that over the years. And I don't think it's likely they're going to change that next year. So you have to decide are you building an offense around Justin Fields, who I want to see succeed, by the way? But I just don't know if you can justify goes building an saying. offense around him. And then three weeks into the season, if he gets pummeled because he's running it 20 times a game, me, mean, my God, the Browns are more scared to give the ball to Nick Chubb than the Bears are to give it to their
2: franchise quarterback, air quotes. I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. I want Justin Fields to be successful. I'm sitting here wearing a Bears hoodie today. Right. right? I want them to be successful. I want him to be successful. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he can't do some good things. What I am saying is this is not sustainable. Okay. Joey Chestnut does not eat 97 hot dogs every single day. Because if he did, he would die. Justin Fields cannot go out for 17 weeks and play like that. Can't be done. Can't happen. He had to take a cart back to the locker room after the game. Because his hamstrings hurt so badly. And this is, again, like this is maybe a quarter
3: of the season where he's been playing to this level yeah not even the whole season right tell me that you think this would be a sustainable thing to have multiple seasons unless and i'd love to hold out hope for it unless he shows you the ability down the field to make plays consistently then it all changes for me absolutely then i got a whole different perspective
2: on justin fields but he's got to be able to get the ball down the field uh, What's next? Oh, Taylor Swift is ruining the World Cup. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
4: Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Still watching a disabled vehicle on the east side of I-70 East. found before U.S. 33. Still working to get that swing clear out of the roadway. You'll also find a crash on North High Street north of Morse Road. This is also causing some delays. Plan on backups another 15 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Shop Meyer Black Friday sales all week long with deals like buy one, get one for a dollar, shoes for the family. In-store only. Find gifts for everyone on your list and get more for your money at Meyer. Only me Ray with fan traffic.
8: Tax day is coming. Oh, no.
1: Murdering brain cells, one show at a time.
2: Back to Man and Bone. World Cup started up today. It did. Team USA and Wales tie at one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw this. Go ahead. Thousands of supporters, including England and United States fans, face chaos at the World Cup in Qatar on Monday as the FIFA app crashed meaning they were unable to access their tickets. Mm-hmm. They blame Taylor Swift. That's <laughs> That's my joke, but did uh I mean I don't know. I'm assuming FIFA
3: has their own app. I'm guessing if you say like, "Well, wait, isn't that Ticketmaster?" Well, Ticketmaster like works here in the US. I don't know if Ticketmaster has the global market corner, maybe. No, you do. have
2: you have to have
3: the FIFA app. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's all of FIFA's internals, which I don't know how they've accomplished all that, but You'd think they'd be pretty good at it, given that this is what they do, yet they still had an issue. Um, FIFA has lots of those because FIFA thinks they are one of these great organizations, but they screw a lot of things up,
2: and they suck, and they're terrible. An organizer of an American fan group confirmed confirmed to ESPN that tickets on the FIFA ticketing app, which fans plan to use to enter the stadium, disappeared from accounts and also left fans unable to transfer tickets to individuals with whom they planned to attend the game. Against Wales, which by the way, uh started at ten o'clock local time. Yeah, so
3: the cutter. The windows here in the eastern time zone are five A.M., eight A.M., eleven AM, two PM. Add six hours to all of those, and that's the time they're starting in Qatar. So you are talking about a pretty long wait or not, what did I say? Six hours? I think it's eight hours actually, right? Because you said 10 p.m. local. Yeah, 10 p.m. It's eight hours that they've added on to that, so that is a brutal schedule to be the last team. Now, they put the U.S. in all these 2 p.m. games Eastern time because that's the best viewing window for the United States, right? That gets you the West Coast at least somewhat early, you know, middle of the day. That's the latest they could give you, and that's 10 p.m. local time. But, I, dude, I cannot imagine the frustration given how much it costs to go to a World Cup, how much travel is, especially to this part of the world where it's not exactly the biggest airport. Yeah. The and then you, you can't get you can't get in and you, you've done all this. You planned for months. you got everything you're there. You found out they're not going to sell beer at the stadiums. You're like, Oh, well you're doing all this stuff to try to abide by the local rules. Then you walk in. It's like, Oh yeah, the app just disappeared your tickets. Sorry. I
2: can't imagine how that would feel. Buckeye basketball playing San Diego state in Maui tonight. Coverage starts at eight. If the Buckeyes win, they will play tomorrow night at ten thirty. If they lose, they play tomorrow at five, which means we're only on from three to four tomorrow. So let's all root for a Buckeye victory tonight. We be Although doing that anyway, uh, San Diego State is is good. They're a top twenty team, and from what Timmy Hall was telling me, they their strength is playing defense. Oh, oh, well good. I mean, I would I would assume you
3: are going to play some good competition going to Maui, right? For us as Buckeye basketball fans, we wanted to see good teams here in Columbus. You know, for the Buckeyes to measure themselves against. We haven't gotten that in the season so far, but we get it now. You are going to be able to watch this team, albeit from afar, and listen to it here on The Fan of a team that not just tonight against San Diego State, but tomorrow you're going to play UC or Arizona. Probably another good matchup either way. You're going to get a little bit of a test and find out what this basketball team that has a lot of new faces on it, a lot of new pieces. We're going to find out how much they've gelled in the early part of the season.
2: Jackets beat the Panthers last night. Jackets' new philosophy is allow 50 shots a game and hold on for dear life, which is what happened last night it Well, worked for them. but You have essentially no defense to speak of,
3: so you kind of have to, right? I mean, you have to hope you get great goaltending. And Tarasov and- was
2: very good last
3: night. You have to hope you can score some goals as well. That's pretty much it.
2: And if it seems like, man, they're playing a lot of games at home. That's because they are. They host Montreal again. I think it's Wednesday night. Well, they're in the midst of a big homestand. It's been going well, for like the whole, a week and, the and a half. The whole season pretty much has been a homestand. But if you look at the back end of this schedule,
3: especially oh, yeah. the
2: last three weeks of the season, they're never here.
3: Yeah, I feel like we went over that when they first put the schedule out a few months ago or whenever those all came out. And we were looking at it saying, yeah. If you need those last few games, now at the time we were thinking if you need those last few games to make a run into the playoffs, that seems less and less like a thing. But if that were a thing, here, I'll I'll rattle them off for you. Um, Your last, let's go with, like your last about 10 games or so. At Montreal, March 29th, uh, or March 25th. At the Rangers, March 28th. At Boston, March 30th. Florida at home, Ottawa at home. At Toronto, at New Jersey. Rangers on April 8th. At home at Philadelphia, Pittsburgh at home. I mean, you got a lot of games on the road and a lot of tough competition there.
2: Uh, What else was I going to say to you? Oh, Ron Rivera says Taylor Heineke is the new starter even when Carson Wentz is healthy. He was asked what changed his mind, and the answer was winning. Yes, they are winning games now with Taylor Heineke, so this is another situation where it looks like Carson Wentz is dead. (laughs) At least for the time being. Fascinating. Fascinating Will he get a starting job next year someplace else?
3: Fascinating to watch with a guy that we initially doubted when he got drafted, and then he went out and had a couple seasons where you
2: thought, I mean, this guy is going to be a multi-time MVP. Well, one, one season, that the season they went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, that was Nick Foles in the playoffs because but Carson he, Wentz got hurt. Yes, but he was great in the season. Carson Wentz was, until he got hurt, was the MVP of the league. Yeah, That's how good amazing. he was.
3: Right, and then nothing since then have we ever seen come close to recapturing what he was. No. That's one of those... I think that Bill Simmons years ago had the Ewing theory of like, is your team better with or without? It was a buddy of his that said if the, the Knicks played better without Patrick Ewing sometimes than they did with him, and then that became this thing of like, who else is in that category of, they're really great, they're talented, everyone agrees they're awesome, but their team plays better when that guy's not on the field. Well, I don't know if everybody agrees that Carson
2: Wentz is awesome.
3: No, but at one point, I mean, I'm saying they did win a Super Bowl without him on the field. And then everyone thought, well, when he comes back, phew, look what they did with Nick Foles. They're going to have MVP of the league coming back. And he's yeah. never been the same since. And I, and that's and, and not only that, now he's fallen so far off the map that he can't, probably isn't going to stay on a team for more than a couple years in the rest of his career unless he's just a backup's backup.
2: Well, it's not just that. It's... When he does leave a situation, I mean, it happened in Philadelphia. It happened in Indianapolis. All the news reports start trickling out with people essentially saying, "Thank God, right? Thank God he's gone." No, he's a nice enough guy, but we hate him. <laughs> that's that's the tone around Carson Wentz. Is that oh, he's a super nice guy. We just can't stand him. We can't stand everything he does. Okay, which is very odd, right?
3: Because it's not like he's a really nice guy. We just he's not very good. It's more of he's a nice guy, but we don't like him for some other reason we really can't put our finger on.
2: So do we take the commander seriously now? Uh, or do we just say hey, they had a nice couple weeks, and
3: I don't, I don't take anything at this point. I don't take a lot of teams seriously right now in the NFL from that standpoint because I just I feel like there's so much parity in this league outside of maybe a handful of teams that you you see lots of teams that have three or four week runs where they go wow it's my like Justin Fields we just talked about he's having well, the a nice... Jets for one
2: of those teams and well
3: yeah right we've had justin fields like show up for a hot minute looking good not winning games at least the commanders are finding ways to win that separates them but do i think that's bound to
2: last for the rest of the season i i'm not there yet if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program we got you covered with the rundown coming up common man and t-bone on the fan
4: fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center
5: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and Neal Avenue. Traffic is slowing in that area. You'll find the west side of I-70 eastbound between Central Avenue and Route 315. Traffic is slow there as well. And north side of I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan on some delays. Startup Report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Looking for holiday gifts that won't be regifted? Head to eBay Motors with millions of parts and accessories at the right prices. There's something for every car lover on your list. With the money you save, you can pick something for yourself, too. Happy, mo- Happy holidays, indeed. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
9: Picture a sports talk show,
1: but without all those pesky sports getting in the way.
2: Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. It is Reaction Monday. You know, we had the uh, World Cup game on in here. Mm -hmm. USA against Wales. Paul Keels just told you game ended in a 1-1 draw. We had Fox on the TV. And now their soccer programming has ended. Yeah. And we go back to regularly scheduled programming. We went to a show called Hot Bench. Hot Bench. I lo- I just I can picture these people sitting around a conference table. It's like, hey, what about a judge show? Well, there's about seven of them on the air right now. What separates this one from the other ones? How about all the judges we have are attractive. And was we call that, it hot. Is bench. that what
3: the selling point is of the show?
2: I, th- I didn't understand I think what the, so. I didn't understand what the reasoning was. With attractive them. judges.
3: Okay, now this is. I just googled hot bench. Hot. Um, that show's been on the air since 2014. It eight says eight years made, of hot they bench. They say nine seasons. Now here's how they describe it on their website: from the producers of Judge Judy. Oh, good. So glad she's making more money. Hot bench adds a new twist to the court genre, with the first ever three judge panel taking you inside the courtroom and into their chambers as they deliberate. And I'm looking at the judges. I mean, they're just like, there's one lady there who I would say qualifies as hot or attractive. And there's a guy who's like an older gentleman who's just, I don't know. He looks like a, like a local news television personality in his sixties. Like he's, he's a handsome person. I don't know if it's hot and there's another judge, a woman judge, who is just, you know, looks fine. She's on television. She's not an ugly person. She's a pretty person, but not... I wouldn't describe any of these people as, like, knocked down drop-dead gorgeous. You know what I mean? So I don't know if that's really what the hot bench thing is about. We need the alternative.
2: We need ugly bench. Mm. I, Where the uh, judges are just, like, Pascal LeClaire is there. Just <laughs> hideous-looking people. Isn't the... I don't... Isn't Ugly Bench just normal courtrooms? Like, that's just where everybody else is. That's where everyone else is. You're not distractingly ugly. Oh, I see. Like, oh my God, how big is that mole on your face? (laughs) I don't mean that to
3: be disparaging towards the judges who are out there. I'm just saying, like, most of us aren't TV ready in regular life. That's why we're not on TV. I'm ready okay. all the time. You're, you're one in a million, buddy. Unlike everybody else out there, most of us just are not TV ready at all times. All right, Rundown.
1: Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown.
4: Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5GT Mobile Network.
2: Hot bench. Buckeyes beat Maryland 43-30. to 30. If you missed the larger conversation about this, pretty much the entire 3 o'clock hour, check out the podcast wherever you get your audio, Google, Spotify, Uh, apple we're there just search for us subscribe it's free here's my take on on this game i keep going back and forth you know part of me wants to say well it's a weird game and maryland can be sneaky good and it's the game before the michigan game and it's on the road and it's weird and all that and that can explain why you almost lost and the other side of me says yeah but we're just we're glossing over problems that we've seen consistently now whether it's penalties Undisciplined play, offensive play calling being weird, not being able to run the ball in short yardage situations, we had another weird fourth down and one pass play that was not effective. Uh, CJ wasn't great. Ouchie running backs. We had our fourth delay of game penalty on a two-point conversion attempt this season four times. That has happened, and of course, this one ended in disaster because after the penalty, you try and kick an extra point. It was blocked and brought back for a safety. We're looking at the same problems. Cornerbacks, I'm telling you what, man. J.J. McCarthy in Michigan, Jim Harbaugh is watching film. That is an offense that has struggled to throw the football. If I'm watching this film against Ohio State, I am saying to my guy, hey, J.J., if you see single coverage with your guys down the field, I want you to throw it up because you got an 80% chance of either completing the ball— because the Ohio State DB gets all turned around, has no idea what the hell planet he's on, and he gives up a big catch, or you draw a pass interference play.
3: Yeah, either way, I think that's that's something that has been concerning going back multiple seasons now, and well, I think Jim Knowles has done a lot to fix this defense, at least the front seven has been a lot better this year. Back into the defense, still a work in progress, very much so. I feel like, if anything, though, I'm not trying to be super positive on this, I do feel like the secondary, even in the last game... There were a lot more things where I'm like, that was close. It was still borderline. It was a penalty, that kind of stuff. But I feel like they're getting a little closer to playing that, that more whole game of defense, not just up in the front seven, that we're looking for from this team. I will also say, if Michigan's offense is able to throw the ball on you and have any success doing it, then that is something that I will lose my mind about. If Michigan can run the football in Ohio State's defense then Michigan's just good at running the football. I know Blake Corum has an injury. We don't know to what extent it's going to be, but Michigan has shown when healthy, they can run the ball in just about every defense in the country that they've played. And that may prove true again with Ohio State.
2: They can't pass the ball at all.
3: No, they are terrible through the year. I I will be very frustrated, as bad as I think this defense is, if they do not make Michigan a one-dimensional offense and say, all right, we're going to sell out, stop
2: the run, we dare you to beat us with the pass. And I hope Ohio State's defense is up to it. I don't know what the hell we're doing with the running back position. You know, this will-they-won't-they false starts. I mean, for the better part of a month and a half now, Travion Henderson's been fooling around with this walking boot, and yet he's out there. Clearly not anywhere near 100%. And I'm not crapping on him. It's not like he doesn't want to be out there. But is it a coincidence that when Dallin Hayden started getting some carries, this offense looked completely different? Go figure. You've got a healthy running back back there. Right, he's a
3: healthy running back who also has plenty of ability. I think most of the guys at Ohio State gets on offense, especially at the skill positions, right? I, I feel like there are guys there that if you've got a freshman who's healthy, I'd take him nine times out of ten over the guy who's really banged up but who hasn't played as much. Look, wide receiver position. Marvin Harrison Jr. has been a revelation this year, even though I think a lot of us were hoping he'd be really good. I don't know if anybody knew exactly how good he would be this year. We've seen it. But why is that? Because they've been able to play him a lot more because he's healthy. Jackson Smith and Jigba has not been. Who came into the season looking like they were going to be the guy you'd rely on? It'd be much more on JSN, but he's been hurt and Marvin Harrison Jr. has been able to step up and you know make plays because of that. So I'm, I am of the opinion that I would rather have the younger guy who's healthy at 100% give him more opportunities. I'm surprised it took the Buckeyes longer to figure that out, especially over the last couple of weeks, and not have that as the game plan already with Dallin Hayden where he got going finally and they
2: they stuck with him, which was good to see. If you look at the turnovers and say, well, Buckeyes didn't beat themselves, they didn't turn the football over, that doesn't tell the whole story. It was another game with double-digit penalties. We've seen that a couple times on the road so far. 11 accepted penalties against Ohio State in this game. Uh, The offense just looked weird. It didn't look like Ryan Day had a feel for this game at all. And I don't know if that's CJ not being comfortable in these situations and that's, that limits what they have to call or if that's just overthinking the situation. I made the joke on that two point conversion attempt, which we've, we've seen this where is it on CJ because he's not looking at the play clock or is it? On the coaching staff because CJ thinks he has the play and then looks over to the sideline, and all the coaches are doing wheels on the bus hand motions, and we don't know what the hell's going on. And it's just confusing for the sake of being confusing.
3: Well, what do coaches always say, though? Nine times out of ten, you will hear these coaches say, That's on us because we got to put our guys in better spots to make plays. And I know a lot of times that has to do with scheme or play calling and all that, but you have to have a better system for getting the play in and a better, more reliable way to get it in quickly whenever you're doing these two-point conversions, And, and just in general. You've got to have a more efficient way of doing that. And if the answer is, well, we have to do it this complex because that's how our offense works, that's fine. It's not actually working, though, when you're giving up yardage and opportunities on the field because of the penalties
2: you're incurring because your process is not succinct. So, of course, we are in it now. It's Michigan week. There's nowhere to hide. This is it. And we can look at Michigan and say, well, they struggled against Illinois. What are they? I don't know. I know they're undefeated. I know that they have questions about their team, just like we have questions about our team. And unfortunately, I know they beat the Buckeyes last year. And I don't want to see that again. And I, I looked at the weather forecast for Saturday, and they're projecting showers oh, good. pretty much all day. And I can just I can hear it now, where it's, well, what do you expect? We can't do what we do, because it's wetty wet outside <laughs> I don't know when it became a badge of honor where, look, you, you love cars. I love cars. I like to look at sports teams as cars. Yeah. Right? I love looking at McLarens. I love looking at Bugattis. They are sexy, and I love them. Are they the greatest cars in the world? No, because they can't do what you need them to do every single day. If the conditions are just right and you're on a track, oh, my God, are they fun to drive? Look at that. They can do everything. But in terms of doing what you need to do on a daily basis and getting to work, yeah. no, they can't do that. I don't know when it become became a badge of honor To say, well, when it's 72 degrees and we're in the perfect conditions, our offense runs like no other offense. That's not what football is. No. And to your
3: point, if you were building a car to be able to weather the storm and to do things in no matter what the conditions are, right, to be versatile, you would not call like a a sports car, high-performance sports car, versatile. In fact, it's the opposite. It is a very specified tool for a few very rigid applications that's not what a good football team is A good football team is we do everything well we do it well when it's raining whether it's snowing and we whether can it's windy, adjust to the situation yes and we can pick and choose what you need us to do that is a that's a modern way of looking at it and that is a versatile offense and I or a versatile football team and I'd like to think this Buckeye team has the potential to get there but we've got to start seeing it this week
2: All right quickly football from yesterday Bengals get a gritty road win in Pittsburgh. Uh, P. Ryan had three touchdown catches. Browns lose to the Bills. Couldn't run. Couldn't stop the run. Did I miss anything? No, I think you pretty much nailed it there. All right. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown.
4: Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5GT Mobile Network.
7: Teddy, your guys made a trade yesterday. Hey. Talking about my Reds? Are you happy? i I don't really care anymore, just playing it. Right now, this time is whatever. They're they're just trying to save a nickel here and there. Well that's that's exactly what it is. We'll talk about it next. Common man and T Bone on the fan.
4: Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and
5: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Delays expected on the north side of I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build. And Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Ohio Laborers, Lesset, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate member of the week, Angelo Santos, Laborers Local 860 Cleveland. Angelo is a second-year apprentice working for DeGoya Suburban Excavating. Build Ohio right. Build it. Union. Elmiana Ray with Fan Traffic.
1: Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T Bone.
2: The segment that's not a segment, yikes! Is coming up at five thirty four. By the way, I need to rant about something very. Oh, briefly. please do. It's so annoying
3: to me, and this is, and I'm not, I'm not trying to harp on people who just genuinely don't know the sport or don't watch World Cup started up today. Bone and Beam United. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Beam and I are going to be talking about the World Cup a ton. We're doing daily podcasts about it as it's going on. But Albert Breer, who was an NFL reporter, covered the NFL for a long time. Right? Covers all the inane things of the NFL. Right? Knows Buckeye, all the ins and outs. Albert Breer. Yeah. Went to Ohio State. Loves the Buckeyes. I like Albert Breer. I like a lot of the work he does. But he tweeted this out. During stoppage time of the game, where they, you know, in soccer, they put up the signboard that says there's four minutes of added time, and then Four minutes can go by and the referee doesn't blow his whistle because he keeps the time on his watch. So at the end of the day, it's at the ref's discretion as to when the game ends. That's just how it is. And he says, it's still weird to me that players have no idea exactly how much time is left at the end of the game. Is there an actual reason why soccer didn't evolve with the ability to stop and start clocks when that was invented 100 years ago? And I I appreciate where he's coming from on that. If you don't truly know and you want to know the answer, that's not bad. But if you're just asking it to be like, oh, why isn't soccer like all the other sports, huh? Why is that? I always get annoyed by that as a soccer fan because I don't feel like we do that with any other sport. You know, like people don't go up to a hockey game and go, hey, why don't they do this on the grass like everybody else? Why do they have to use ice? That's dumb. No, that's, that's the game. That's the way it is. That's how it's designed. We do that with baseball.
2: Do we? Yeah. Where it's- like who? Why are these games? Why do we play so many? Why are they there's no sense of urgency like there is in the NFL. Right. Yeah, all right, because it's not
3: that type of game. Well, that I almost view though as different because that in some ways is longtime baseball fans saying something is wrong with the game. Something is broken with the well, game. Well, in some situations.
2: In nope, other situations yeah. it's people who are not inclined to watch anyway saying, I don't watch because it's not like the NFL. Well, right. And great. And that, not. You know what? And that's a fair point to be annoyed by. I, I, and I understand why you're annoyed with the soccer stuff. We've heard it for years where, wow, oh, what's offsides? Get rid of offsides. It's stupid. It's the, it's a big part of the game. You can't strip right. away the essence of the game. Take it away in hockey then.
3: Well, it's different in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause they're different games. Like, there's offsides in football too. They all have their own rules, is my point. And the, like, I just don't understand when the World Cup comes around, other than people who genuinely just are like, why is it like this? I really don't know, and I'm curious. In some cases, the answer is because that's how
2: they've done it, and that's just a tradition yeah, they I, wanted I to don't, keep. I don't like that. I don't like the why isn't this thing like every other thing, because it's not. Because that's no. not what it is. I you know, it's, you. Sometimes yeah. the answer is as simple as because it's not soccer. Somebody asked me the other day, why do you hate the Ghost Runner so much in the 10th inning? Because it's not baseball. Right. That's, yes. That's, that's, that's a why. valid answer. And, and I'm sorry if I can't expand on that answer for you, but there's, it's almost. Who was the politician that says I don't know what I don't know how to define porn, but I know it when I <laughs> yeah, see it. Right. Sure. You know. And I'm sure it's the same way with soccer and baseball. I don't know how to define what makes it not soccer, but we know that when we see. But, it, I, like, but I know that when I see it, when I see a runner on second base start tenth inning, I can tell you right now that's not baseball.
3: Well, and and I just. I don't understand why when we look at a sport or if, if if soccer's not your thing, I'm not trying to convince you to watch it. In fact, I think the, we should do the opposite. Soccer's not necessarily my thing, but I'm not out to change it either. Well, that's it, right? Like whatever happened, that would be like going to a concert that is a type of music that you are not necessarily a fan of. Like let's say you're not a big country music fan. So you go to that George Strait concert that's coming to the shoe and go, yeah, why isn't he rapping? Like Because <laughs> that's not it. Why isn't he play, Why doesn't he have more like electric guitars and rock and roll? And also, I wish he would dye his hair to look like a punk rock band. Like he's not doing that. He's George Strait. He's a country music artist. If you don't like that, don't go see his show. But don't also try to change what it is for people who enjoy it. I don't. I know that that happens every World Cup because that's probably like the only time in four year period that some people are watching soccer, and that's fine. If you decide you like soccer, that's great. But if you decide it's not for you, instead of saying, "How about I fix it to make it what I like," Just acknowledge there's a lot of other things
2: for you to like, and maybe soccer's not it for you. Uh, the Reds have traded Kyle Farmer to the Twins. He was set to make six million next season, and we can't have that. No, 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 uh, no. You know Kyle Farmer. He's the guy that pretty much every single Reds player said was the heart and soul of the baseball team last year, and is a great clubhouse guy. Joey Votto said he's like the the leader in the clubhouse, and of course you got to save six million bucks because you're the Castellinis. So go ahead. Get rid of them.
3: Yeah, this is I don't understand how you can ever look at the fans and say some of the things that their ownership group has that, you know, thing obviously that Phil said last year of where you're going to go, but you say those things and then you go out and do things constantly to poke your fan base in the eye and say, yeah, you're going to keep coming back after this after this. What if we do this? And then the fans are like, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. Ted just said it last last segment. He's like, ah, kind of frustrated with it right now. I don't even want to think about it because there's so many other things going on. You're right, Ted. And, and, and obviously, they have to make these decisions in the offseason. But that's something that Reds fans will keep in mind as a bad taste in their mouth. And then when the spring comes around, people are going to get a little happy about it. And they're going to remember, oh, yeah, yet again, this ownership group not committed to trying even to come close to building a winner right now. And then you're going to have a bad taste in your mouth, and maybe that affects what you decide to do with your money. Teddy, are they
7: still doing Reds Caravan this offseason? I'm sure they probably will because they can just, you know, bus around the area. Well, you know what? Area you got it. one up on my team then.
2: Why is that? The Chicago White Sox, so afraid of what the fans would do, canceled Sox Fest for the offseason. Wow. They have Sox Fest every single offseason. Players are there signing autographs, speaking to the crowd, management's there, all of that. Things have not gone their way, so instead of putting on their big boy pants and just taking the booze and talking to the people, they canceled it. I can't believe that they, I mean, I guess I can believe it in the sense
3: that I know there are people who are cowardly enough to not, over something as trivial as sports in some ways, to not be able to go there and say, yep, we sucked, we're sorry, we're going to try to be better next year,
2: and move on. They didn't feel like they could even go out no. and face the fans? These, the, these are the most invested people in your product. They're going no. to games. They're buying tickets to your off-season festival. They have some very hard, maybe at times repetitive and overly simplistic questions they ask of you. But you know what? That's your job. It's your well, job to sit there and take it.
3: No, man. I was just, uh, over the weekend, my wife and I are big fans of this band. You've joked about it. Emory, that we like. My wife got a message or saw on Facebook that they were playing at a coffee shop, like an hour away from where we live. So she was like, hey, I want to go to this. And I said, all right, let's go. So we went. And at this thing, there were like 100 people there. It was a couple guys in the band playing acoustic set. It was not like their normal thing that they do. They're your big rock band. So it was like 100 people. Some There was someone in the crowd who drove nine hours to this wow. thing, right? And so I'm sitting there. I ask, I do interview questions all the time. We've done this for years in our jobs. People raised their hands to ask questions. And some of the questions were like, really kind of like, um, remember that time when you guys were in this tour? That was great. I was at that show. And I, like, you could be critical of that. You could say, that's why would you, why, why are these guys going on to it? The answer is because they're trying to get their diehard fans to stay with them. It's another to way to connect. Engaged. Yes, it's another way to connect with your fan base in a different way than when you go on like a giant tour where there's thousands of people and you don't get to meet any of them. Everybody got to meet these guys and get a picture with them and it was cool. And I guarantee you everybody who went to that thing will never forget it and will think that was really cool. For the White Sox to take something like that away, how do you not understand in this day and age, it is so important to keep your diehard fans, your most impactful fans involved. It makes no sense that yeah, they wouldn't want
2: to do that. They don't care. Segment that's not a segment, yikes, is next. Colin Man, and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and
5: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find some slowdowns on the south side of I-71. There is a crash on the ramp to Stringtown Road from southbound 71. Please be careful over here as traffic begins to build. About a 15-minute slowdown as things get cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Musinex. Celebrate comeback season with Musinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum string formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Musinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com. Use as directed. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
9: for the obesity, stay for the anger. This
1: is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Happy Monday, Reaction Monday. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up in mere moments. Tonight on the fan, Buckeye Roundtable at 6. Two hours of Ohio State conversation. Then at 8 o'clock tonight, Buckeyes and San Diego State. From Maui, mm. what? A, that's going to be a late night, but a fun
3: night. I'm glad to see the Buckeyes playing in Maui. This is I'm I've been looking forward to this, and I I hope that they can show up and play well. But you're going to get three, hopefully, pretty good opponents in three days for this team, so we should learn quite a bit about them.
2: You ready for yikes? Let's go. Jets lost to the Patriots yesterday. Even when they're winning, the Jets are offensively challenged. But they took it to a new level on yesterday, on yesterday, and yesterday. Mm. They generated just 103 yards of total offense, and in the second half, two, two yards. Yikes. Zach Wilson, not good at all, completing just nine passes on the day for 77 yards. When you factor in his sack yardage, net passing yards were just 44. Yikes. Rookie wideout, former Buckeye Garrett Wilson, summed it up this way. This blank is not okay. Straight up, it's not okay. How many total yards did we have? That blank is not going to fly. We got the dudes. It's time to be consistent and win the games we should win.
1: Yes, and yikes.
2: Many moons ago, I watched my first
3: World Cup, 2002 to be specific, at uh, historic Crew Stadium in a tent outside. The games were played at 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, something like that. And that's when I fell in love with soccer. That was 20 years ago. Yikes. I'm getting old. Today, I watched a World Cup game at work. And I got to tell you, even though I work at a sports station where we're allowed to watch TV while we're at work, still not the same as the many other times I've watched a World Cup game. I watched the USA-England game in 2010 right after a friend's wedding. And it was such an important day for all of us that everyone at the wedding, including the bride and groom, went over to where the watch party was in their wedding attire to watch this game. So next, this coming Friday, Black Friday, I will be watching USA England again with a bunch of you, hopefully. And I am looking forward to it. But watching a soccer game at work that I'm invested in, not my favorite experience. Yikes. I liked watching it with you. Well, I liked watching Sorry, it with you, Sorry, you were bad, such
7: bad yeah. company, right?
3: It's that I couldn't just focus on
7: it 100%. All right, that's okay. all. Teddy? All right, well... All right, the Browns—they uh, I'm just down right now.
2: <laughs> Teddy and I had fun uh,
7: watching it with you. <laughs> Thanks. The, the Browns went right down the field on the Bills with their first drive yesterday and scored a touchdown. It's the fourth time this season that they've been able to do that. However, their record in those four games it's 0 and four. Yikes! It's almost like
2: you know Kevin Stefanski and company—they put together a good game plan during the week, and then the game starts. And it's not exactly what they planned for, and they can't make adjustments. Exactly right. Collapsed crypto exchange, FTX, owes its top 50 creditors over $3 billion. In total, they may have as many as 1 million creditors. Yikes. I'm going to throw out some numbers right now that may cause blood to shoot out of your eyes. Okay. FTX was once valued at $32 billion, and now they're dead. Yikes. The crypto market in general is not doing well since November 6th, you know, way back on November 6th. Who can even remember what they were doing on November 6th? More than $260 billion has been wiped off the value of the crypto market. Oh Yikes. To, to put that in perspective, the jackets were just in Finland recently. The entire gross domestic product of Finland is $252 billion. And that's been lost in two weeks. Wow. Yikes.
3: So soccer reporter extraordinaire Grant Wall, he has covered multiple World Cups. He is in Qatar for the World Cup. They have a lot of rules about a lot of things in Qatar. He went, and he's a soccer journalist, he knows all this, but he decided to make a point. He went into the game wearing a shirt that simply has a soccer ball on it and rainbow colors around the soccer ball. That's it. Nothing else. Security guard at the game. This is one of the most known voices in soccer journalism in the world stopped him and said, I'm sorry, you can't come in. You have to change your shirt for this USA-Wales game. He said he was stopped for about 30 minutes before eventually someone with some sense came forward and said, he's wearing a soccer ball shirt with a rainbow on it. That's not a political statement. It's literally a color spectrum. He's allowed to go in. Cutter, you're allowed to have whatever rules you want to have, I guess. But when you invite the world into your country, you do have to realize the world is bringing everything with them. And you have to accept the world if you want the World Cup. Yikes.
7: Here's a positive yikes for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he's played 14 AFC West road games in his career. His career record in those 14 games, it's 14-0. and 0. Yikes. The Chiefs have also now won 25 straight games in the months of November and December.
2: Yikes. Country music star, Miranda Lambert. Are you a fan? Um, Not my favorite, but I mean, she does good work. All right. She's released a cookbook called Y'all Eat Yet? (laughs) That title made me chuckle, got me thinking about other cookbooks with weird slash funny names. The following are real cookbooks. Cooking with Coolio, who sadly is no longer with us. Right, But if you wanted to cook up some of his favorite recipes, well, hmm tequila mockingbird which is all about a literary twist on drinks oh okay sure I, tequila I, didn't know, mockingbird. I didn't know if
3: it was tia tequila or it's who tequila was tequila mockingbird that. Okay. that would
2: actually be better if it was tia tequila right the snacking dead which is a take on uh, the walking dead i see got it from crook to cook by snoop
3: dog okay <laughs> maybe he worked with uh martha stewart on making the cookbook
2: who knows Uh, Dark Side of the Spoon, Mm. inspired by Pink Floyd. Yeah, of course. The Star Wars cookbook featuring Wookiee Cookies, (laughs) if you wanted to make some of those. Wookiee Cookies is one of my favorite things I've ever heard of. I must have these. Uh, A Broadway-inspired cookbook for breakfast called Break an Egg instead of Break Uh, a Leg. Yeah, right. Gotcha. And my personal favorite, and by the way, this has gone through many printings, so people are buying it. The White Trash Cookbook. Okay. Yikes. Uh, these are all World Cup themed,
3: if you haven't been able to tell. Jordan Morris was, I thought, a joke to put on this World Cup squad. Jordan Morris getting inserted into a game where you are tied one-to-one and need a goal to win. That is a... I'm sorry. It's, you, you should not be allowed to manage a soccer team if that's what you want to do. Greg Burhalter, I love you, but
7: that was a terrible move today. Big
3: time yikes from me on that.
7: All right, something happened in the Big 10 on Saturday that hadn't happened since 1963. There were four conference games where neither team reached 20 points. Yikes. Purdue beat Northwestern 17 to 9, Michigan beat Illinois 19 to 17, Wisconsin beat Nebraska 15 to 14, and Iowa beat Minnesota 13 to 10. Yikes.
0: That
2: is Whew. poop. That's
3: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't enjoy that. I also, though, find it odd when like guys like Stuart Mandel talk about how they don't enjoy that, you know? Because I saw him tweeting about, like, man, can you believe CBS has given up the Iron Bowl for this? It's like, well, do you like college football or do you not like college football? I don't understand. Like, at some point, I like to watch college football that's good. I, don't, I didn't dedicate my life to covering the whole sport. You know what I mean? There's times where people talk about, like, Big Ten West about how bad it is and things like that. It's like, but you decided to cover well, college football. Well, you know football. what I have to say is not every Mandel not everything too. is like
2: two top five teams playing every single weekend. What are you in second grade? No, CBS didn't give up the Iron Bowl for that. They no. gave up the Iron Bowl. First of all, the Iron Bowl every single week, right? All right, it's not. They gave up SEC football for Penn State and Michigan State. That's yeah. what they gave. up. And by the way, they bid on the SEC. Mm-hmm. SEC just took more money from ESPN well and I don't
3: know am I wrong like did I miss something is Auburn suddenly magically really good this year yes they're awesome okay because I mean they they're are so gonna, awesome they fired their coach they're going to have the Iron Bowl this year and I'm going to guess it's not going to get nearly the rating as some other rivalry game in the Big Ten that you may have just inadvertently left off the list of what they were bidding on to get
2: well CBS was is not getting I know, that game but... I know
3: but I'm, my point is like you're trying to get a product to watch on college football. They didn't get the SEC. They ended up with the Big Ten. There will be games that will be good. Sometimes the terrible teams put on great games. Sometimes they put on crappy games. Sometimes LSU and Alabama play a game that ends in 9-6 to six and everyone acts like it's the greatest college football game ever. But if it was in the Big Ten West, it would be, wow, I can't believe anybody even watches this crap. So just pick your battles, I guess, Stuart Mandel. Back page,
2: coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's
5: Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find a crash on the ramp to Stringtown Road from I-71 southbound, still causing some slowdowns to that area. Please be cautious over here in the meantime. Also going to find some delays on the east side of I-70 eastbound between Hamilton Road and 270. This traffic report is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, plus get your money paid fast. This football season, make every moment more with FanDuel sports. Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
8: Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh yeah! Sign up at robinhood.com/slash/boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply.
9: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC. Member SIPC.
2: Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. Then after two hours of Buckeye conversation, it's Buckeye basketball coverage, Buckeye warm-up, Ohio State and San Diego State, the
6: fine host of Buckeye warm-up, your friend and mine. Timmy Hole. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone man. What a week we're in, huh? Oh. World Cup, Buckeye Hoops, and Maui. It's, all, it's game? all
3: happening, man. You got a ton of things going on this week, at least for Buckeye fans who may or may not also watch like other sports. But
6: yes, there's a lot going on. I'll tell you this. This event, whenever I'm not doing this anymore, the first year I'm not doing this, or when I retire, I am taking myself out to Maui You're for going. Thanksgiving week. It is number one on the sports bucket list. You and Matt Andrews. Me and Mattie A. Impregnating women all on the island. All over the place. Yep, Just looking at them.
2: Not even touching them. They're pregnant. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's what Matt does or me. No, he just looks right at them. He's got that (laughs) steely... uh, And it's done. It's done.
6: It's over. And you know what? Instantly, you're four months pregnant, too. (laughs) Do you think Matt has been able to stop smiling the entire time since he touched it down? Matt's grumpy about everything, though. I, I imagine he hates himself over there. He, he's he's he yelling at life. the resort people. Did he well, get a fight with like, the bellhop? I wish I
3: was back in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. no. I, I I bet you he's having a good time. I bet you he has kicked back. He's at the pool. I don't know. You don't know. He had, he had a little on. time. You he know, called, Matt. He
6: called me at five thirty a.m. Hawaiian time on Sunday morning. Matt was
2: traveling, you know, going to Hawaii, and so obviously he couldn't do sidelines for the Buckeye game this past weekend. And I heard, you know, Paul Keels toss it down to our guy Dave Holmes, yeah, from Ten TV, who was filling in. You know, Matt. Even though there's no threat that Dave Holmes is going to take his job, he's probably like, "That ah, ginger, uh, I hope he falls down a flood of steps." He maybe,
3: maybe, but I think Matt also realizes, like, there's, you know, there's all kinds of good that can be done by having each other on the air. It's,
6: it's cross promotion. It's not bad. Get out of here. He sure, he sees the bigger picture. It. Sure. He's making it back for Ann Arbor, I believe, right? Probably. It'll yes. be, back. It'll It'll be over Wednesday. Wednesday. It'll Friday and right. Tired, up there. But right up there. It'll be over Wednesday. Right up there. Right tonight. up north. <laughs> hey, actually right here in Columbus. If right guys Columbus, in San Diego, Diego State tonight. Yeah. yeah. Give me your thoughts. Well, this is maybe for I'm not going to say that we haven't had Chris Holtman teams where early in the season you you may have wondered a little bit about how they're going to be, but you know Last year, you had a guy like EJ Liddell. You knew you had this superstar player, and when Justice Suing was hurt, you kind of knew that Malachi Branham was going to be a pretty darn good freshman for you. We kind of thought he might be freshman of the year caliber going in, and then he winds up being one and done kind of good. That might have surprised us, but this team, as new as they are, there's some good players. I think we've already seen Zed Key back, Justice Suing being back, getting to play in his home state of Hawaii. That's a big deal. But they're just so fresh together. Transfers, old players for Ohio State that haven't really played in a long time. Some of the younger guys that are stepping up. There's just so much unknown. Smart money would say San Diego State gets this job done tonight. But I'm not going to take Ohio State's chances and just punt them right out the window. They could win this game if they play well. It's just there's a whole lot of we'll see with this matchup tonight san diego state is very good experienced. their player matt bradley i think he's one of the best players in america he hasn't even had a good game yet and Jaden ledee who used to be here at ohio state is playing really good basketball for these guys right now
2: buckeyes in san diego state coverage starts at eight right here on the fan back page
1: the Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone.
4: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone.
3: Well, man, the Chiefs and the Chargers played last night. Primetime game. It was a thrilling game. 30-27, to the Chiefs won. They did so without Mecole Hardman, who was on IR with an abdomen and illness issue from earlier in the week. So one of their top receivers down in the game. Hardman had four tweets that I want to draw your attention to because he's watching this game at home. He had to All stay right. home. He was sick. Here's tweet number one. Damn, man, I almost threw the remote at my TV. Tweet number two. Update. I threw the remote at the TV! Now I gotta go get a new TV. Tweet number three. This one comes with a photo. Just in case y'all thought I was lying, I really did break my TV, and there is a picture of a TV with lines all over it and a cracked screen because he threw his remote at his TV. Tweet number four. did we win and like a dozen question marks which you know what that's that's art let's appreciate the tweets there because that took me on a journey right of i'm gonna throw my my remote i did throw it i broke the tv i need a new
6: tv did we win now scroll back up two inches there to the photo of the broken tv is that three tvs mounted like, on the wall it two does flanking the big one in does, the middle it
3: does look like that almost like maybe he could have flipped on another TV and watched the end of the game. Wow. You know what? Maybe maybe we've been had. Maybe that's what this is. But either way, uh, very interesting little setup there. And I can't blame him for being mad about not being able to... Eventually, his team did win, but at the time, it wasn't going well. And you talked about FTX earlier, Mike, the crypto exchange that has uh, had a rough go of it of late. This is not the biggest number you're going to see with all this, but they apparently owe their creditors $3.1 billion dollars. That's not how much they've lost. That's how much they owe their creditors. They've lost, I think it was in the tens of billions of dollars. But I don't know how you come up with that. What well, do you What do you do when you say, I mean, you just file for
2: bankruptcy, which is what they've done, I I, ha- I had that, in yikes. It's not just they owe their creditors $3.1 billion. They owe only their top 50 creditors. Oh, that's right. $3.1 billion. Just the top 50. They are estimated to have as many as 1 million creditors. Right. So if they owe their top 53 Mm. billion dollars, imagine what they actually owe to everyone. Can't imagine. By
3: the way, uh, Taylor Swift, six AMAs last night, let her live. Nobody got any tickets to her concert, though, so that sucks. Well, no, like 2 million people still got tickets, right? Well, I
2: know. but the, Well, 2 million bots did. Maybe like 50 actual people got tickets. Oh, fair enough. All right, Buckeye Roundtable's coming up next. Two big hours of Ohio State conversation. Then at 8 o'clock, Ohio State buckets against San Diego State. We're back tomorrow. For how long? Who the hell knows, but we'll see you at 3. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
4: traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You are going to find some backups on 670 Westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build. You'll also find delays on the north side of I-71 Northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Looking for holiday gifts that won't be re-gifted? Head to eBay Motors with millions of parts and accessories at the right prices. There's something for every car lover on your list. And with the money you save, you can pick something up for yourself, too. Happy holidays, indeed. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
0: Diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery
8: and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year. From first
9: match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.